Hey everybody, we're back. Oh hi. You guys ready to do this? No. I think so. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie. <laughs> Our movie right now, it's 12 and a half hours after we started. It's almost 13 hours after we started. We're on to Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, buddy. Pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause when the Warner Brothers logo has passed us. We've gone through it. And you see nothing but a frame full of clouds. Press pause and in a second I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play, you'll press play. We'll watch the movie in the perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except for with four really kind of tired friends in your heads. <laughs> I might. Not, We're getting there. I'm alright. Not to mention uh, all the people that are in the room with us today. Uh, right now, on the mic, for myself, as always, Teague Christie, my friend Eddie the Eddie Doty. Right here. Kyle the Beard Mattingly. Uh, I played Hagrid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kyle Hagrid Mattingly. We, we, you need a cutesy nickname is what happens here. I don't know what it's going to be. And Michael Dorkman yeah. Scott. Hello. And then way up there at the top uh, in the live stream, you can see him on the ladder. That's Paulu up there on the fifth line. Hey there. And we'll have more people up there if they can ever ascend to those heights. Anyway. Well, I think I've been awake 50 hours now. Yeah. Uh-huh. You you are pulling double duty, sir. You look good, though. You look you look good. No, anyway. I don't. Hey, whatever. I didn't look good when I woke up. Let's just jump into Let's the movie, into shall we? You guys, you want to you know skip the whole foreplay thing and just get right into the film? Let's do this. I want to dive right in. Yeah, yeah. We, better, we better hurry. We'll run yeah. out of time. You're yeah. at the, yeah, we've only got <laughs> 11 hours to go here. The You're at the point where the Warner universe. Brothers logo has gone past us and we're looking at nothing but a picture of clouds as I am That's here. That's very big. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. Yeah. So what's everybody's thoughts on this book? I, I, I can, one of my favorite books. I can come at this. One yeah. of my favorite books. I, I really like it. It's just got that great... It's essentially a training montage for most of it, uh, which, hey, I'm the guy wearing the Stan Bush t-shirt, so I'm all about the training montages. But uh, no, I really like the idea of preparing to get ready. I like Harry stepping more into a leadership role. I like that it definitely builds to a a big sort of fight, if you will. Um, And we'll get into it later, but I mean, it was my favorite fight in the books and Sadly, it just I, I I had my heart too set up on what the the fight was on the page, and versus what it could be. Uh, I apparently wearing gladiator in this scene. Mm-hmm. I did, was not aware of that. If I see one more person run their hand oh, over grass, I would. Oh, it could be any movie. Apparently, I'm, I'm I think an Olsen twins movie had that in it. Come but, back uh, with your wand or sitting. There's on still it. at least color in this. Yes, one. yes. Some this is nice this, this already looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I remember uh, coming at coming at these books first, and then um, you came at them, bro. I came at them, bro. And then reading the first four in very rapid succession because they're <laughs> all out close. at the time. I love, yeah, I love. Uh, it's a mylar, <laughs> yeah. cut off. Mike, if you want to throw down about the color on these later, I would. He looks like a Dudley boy. That. Oh, well, man. that makes we sense. Have, yeah, because he is a Dudley. Uh, the, um, the the the. So the first four books were like all out. You could read them all in a in a row, and then it was a three year wait until this book came out. And everybody got themselves so amped up about it. There was a huge disappointment when the book finally dropped because everybody was exp- everybody had gotten their expectations into into one thing. You know, Voldemort is back. There's going to be a big battle. It's it's the war yes. is going to begin, and then that doesn't happen. And and Harry is all pissed off all the time, and it's not you know you waited three years to have another fun adventure with your friend, and it's like oh my god he's like a bastard. Just to interject, this is so cool. The fact that he's got Dudley's got his stupid bunch of friends around him. Harry pulls a wand and points it at his neck. Dudley. You know, craps his pants and his friends are just like he's got a stick. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna say this right now uh, because this has been bugging me for all the movies so far. Just point of fact, 
A wand is a ranged weapon. Yeah. If you have a ranged weapon, you don't need to get point blank on it. It's the only way you're going to disarm the guy, like physically. Yeah. I just, I, and, and it's true of just movies with just firearms and generals. It is my biggest pet peeve. If, again, if you are unfamiliar with this, I've yeah. done my share of stunt coordinating and I don't, no, stop it. Like, it's just, it, it, it makes, after a while, it's just, it crosses this logical threshold. Okay. That nobody that's, that's true. Yes. However, there is an undeniable cycle, especially, okay, sure. as someone who's got training in how to fight and knows, you know, pistol disarms, still, which I think are scary. very unwise, by the oh, way. No, I, 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 wouldn't, I don't teach pistol you know, disarms for if, that If very someone's reason. pointing a gun at you from across here to the television, you know, eight feet or whatever, that would scare the crap out of right. me. But when you see someone, you know, like with a gun, like yeah, pushed yeah, against of course, you, of course, yelling of course. at you, it's... Yeah. Of course. I'm just saying percentage-wise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We got ourselves the new Dementors. They I don't like, like these them. guys a lot. I prefer the ones. I, I, did you say the, the nude Dementors? New. Nude. They're close to nude, comparatively. Because... They're much tighter wrapped. We they're they're more like mummies than they were before. Before and they the, were. This is also more like the Dementors kiss described in the books. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that isn't. I mean the the. We're gonna talk about it as it comes up, and it's it's certainly more prevalent. <laughs> he in the pokes books. it in the eye. There's a there's there's that a works. the way that the the books are are kind of structured. Uh, the Muggle Neck guys refer to it as a ring composition. I've always referred to it as uh, they reflect each other. Um, but it comes to the same thing where uh, the four is the midpoint, but but five reflects back on or kind of loops back. Makes One through seven to, is symmetrical. Yeah, it's symmetrical. F- five reflects back on three. Six reflects back on two, which is where it became really obvious uh, to me because of the, the connection between the Horcrux and the, the diary. And then seven reflects back on one. So here's the first reflection that we have, which is we're introduced to the Dementors and that's that whole situation in three. They kind of went. They they weren't there in four, and now they've come come back in five. And we're going to be dealing with that. Think that's totally intentional. Some of it. Well, some of it. Because I can't think of the reason why that would be. Well, we also get. Uh, we also get two the two different reflections of the the ministry coming into mm-hmm. to in, into the world as we're going to see in a second. We don't see it as much here in the movie as as is in the book. There's a huge sequence of of this battle between the ministry and the order kind of behind the scenes and Harry has no idea what's going on. Um but you know, 2 years ago Harry blew up his aunt and the ministry's like, "Hey, no harm, no foul." This time he saves his and his cousin's life and the yep. ministry's like, "We're going to expel you and send you to Azkaban if we can" and stuff like that. So there's this complete upheaval of of yeah. his relationship with the ministry because of what occurred at at the midpoint with Voldemort's return and and all of this stuff all of these changes um and these these reflections hinge on that and basically there's the the structure is that whatever has been built up previously is going to be torn down by the by the reflection you mean much. a 15 year old is rebelling against authority yeah can, can we just gas but a lot of people going back to what i was saying before a lot of people were really upset with the the way this this book went and I understand that because I felt it but uh, upon going back it was the right it, it you you read the book now and it's like oh this this is the, what needs to happen yeah. at this installment it, it's another case like I was saying with uh, with the third one Azkaban of uprooting the 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 formula because it's like okay there's a plot and Harry is going to figure it out and he's going to get there and thwart it and the whole point of Book five. A lot of people complained in book five that oh, nothing really happened, you know, until the end. But that's the point. Nothing is happening. But right. Harry and the audience are so conditioned to believe something must be happening that they freak themselves out always and wind edge. up, and they're always on the edge, and they wind up in their insistence that something must be happening, causing it to happen. If Harry had just chilled out 
and trusted the adults, which mm. who, to be fair, have not been trustworthy up till this point, uh, extremely, then the events that take place at the end of this film would never have taken place. From this point well, on, I want to say Richard Griffiths is getting aggressively fat. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, to, to like nearing Moo level. But. Stylistically, I thought this was like the first um, sort of modern film in terms of like how kinetic, well, especially in the beginning with the Dementor fight, um, it was more kinetic and the shots were a lot more kinetic i feel as well versus like the uh, since asking man because asking man was very um, kinetic as well um and i felt this one was paced uh very well and as someone said earlier it was like uh, this was like the longest book and it was like you know the second it's shortest movie shortest movie yeah um, at the time which the i thought was still like a good thing because you know it it cut a lot of the fat and there's a lot of fat in this book um of just like waiting and like yeah, angst happening which still still is there of course again 15 year olds and angst can, you know we, exactly. can we clarify was petunia wearing like lingerie in that. No, it's whole it's thing. a hot like summer. A, she was yeah. she's cooling off. Okay, because she says something about like Vernon is that you as she comes as they come in and she's like fanning herself, and then like the way know, she's, she's sitting on the, the chair. I don't know. There's yeah. there's something about that scene that always struck me as like is it implied that there was going to be time. some Dudley yeah some Dudley on Dudley, Dudley Stevens. I don't mind if that was yeah. the implication. That's kind of funny, but I I just wanted to be clear. Um, Here, Robert Pattinson, have some more money. Yeah, yeah. So. Is it just me or did Harry bulk up a little bit? Oh hell yeah! No, he. I mean, he's not bulky. He's no, he's still but he definitely grew into breeze. himself. No, yeah, he 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 developed, he developed some arms and stuff like that. His, he didn't his, do the uh, the Jacob. No, no, he, uh, no. He's he's but not. He's not. He's not supposed to. You, his his, supposed his to shirt kind of is definitely a no. Little he's filled out. Yeah. He's he's not slinging kettlebells or anything. But he's uh, you know. He's did you right. see how the reflection of that lock was a lightning bolt? And yep. now it is again. Hmm. I didn't until just now, and now I feel like I'm on. Uh, I'm on to something. What are you doing, movie? <laughs> so up until I this belong. point, is that the way that they were deciding to stylistically show that it's been a very hot summer by lighting and coloring everything like it's a yellow, that, that like yellow it's a David LaChapelle yeah. print? Yeah, yes. don't, like, yeah, right. Don't <laughs> knock or anything, you bunch of jerks. Yeah, <sighs> he's only way, on edge. By the way, uh, oh there she is. Oh yeah, and I forget she's in Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah. She's the wildling in Game she's of Thrones. A, yeah, she's a Osha. Oh my god, stop yeah. blowing my mind. And and yeah. and uh Which means you've wh- seen her um, naked. Oh my gosh, oh. I've seen Tonks naked. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. And uh uh Kingsley Shacklebolt was the uh <laughs> the ship captain from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, he was. Oh my god. Katanga. You are I, ruining yeah. and Are you having a good day, life? Kyle? I am. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what to do because in the same day I realized that Argus Filch is the most abused character in Harry Potter and also he's the worst most evil piece of crap in Game of Thrones and I saw Tonks naked <laughs> here while you're while you're enjoying that mental picture pull the mic a little bit closer to your face yeah now don't lean forward just make yourself comfortable and just drag the mic no up. because I have to lean forward because I've been sitting on this couch so long that my tailbone's like no yeah you're too I, fat. I'm with I'm with you <laughs> you are too fat to have this tailbone any longer you can't be trusted with it I I, I I like the visual of this sequence, but of course, it's completely the wrong thing to do. They're exposing themselves yeah, to everybody a, in London. He just got busted it's for also, using a patronage term. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're just going to go for a joyride over the river. It, it, it's, also, <laughs> it's also a waste because at this point, they knew that this was the big climactic beginning of yeah. the last film. So why do it now? Right. Well, they, the, the, the broom escape. Yeah. It, it, they just wanted to do something cool here. And it, it is cool, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 
there's no reason for it. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, the a lot of the epicness in the cat. book. Like when you feel like the sense of the, of the Order of the Phoenix gathering, it's got a certain momentum to it. And unfortunately, again, it's always the summer months section of the movies that always are super short and truncated. Sometimes it works. I think Chamber of Secrets actually works quite a bit in terms of that sort of summer session. But here, you really feel like you're missing out on a big piece of plot and a big piece of character. Just look at the temperature. What do you guys think of this score? Uh, this is actually a new composer, Nicholas Hooper. I like this I, one. I like this. I like one. the score quite a bit, actually. In this yeah, because Nicholas Hooper is probably my favorite of. Yeah, um, actually, we just went by the scene that little when they're flying around thing has a great little cue that. I, yeah. I like the I like the fireworks cue. Al- the fireworks cue is probably Alex my is gone, but he's our uh, he was our. Um, he's your composer. Score yeah. score. Yeah. Um, because this one has my favorite piece of score in all Harry Potters, which is um, at yeah. the end with the possession uh, score. If you mm. just listen to that, like that visual of him being possessed by Voldemort and going through like, you know, you don't know love and all that. Really, really, really powerful. And I felt like Nicholas Super, I know, got the feeling of Harry Potter the best. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, of course, John Williams' self dependation And I didn't, I was actually disappointed that Displot had a, the this final a, two. Yeah. It wasn't really. Well, yeah, yeah apparently Nicholas Hooper felt like it was ruining his life so yeah, he, right. he had to get it out of it just, he wanted to spend time with his family so yeah, yeah. Just, by, just, by the way Tonks just tripped over uh, like it, in, in old uh, you know English uh, especially colonial they had the the um, elephant foot yes. yeah. like like bucket and they have a troll which foot which are horrifying the which trash are horrifying. cans yeah or trash can yeah and and so they have a troll foot first of all the elephant is, alone is horrifying but then yes. the trolls the trolls have at least I mean they're stupid but they have some kind of intelligence it's like that's even worse here's my rule you are allowed to have an elephant foot trash can if you killed that elephant with a blade weapon and it was going and it was going to kill you first no 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 <laughs> I don't care if you hunt down an elephant with a blade weapon that's fine too I'm fine with that uh, as long as you kill it with something with a blade, that's fine with me. And if, um, you, if you if you're if you're in an Ong Bak movie, you have a full fight scene well, on an elephant. Gr- yeah. Grim old places, grim old place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, really quickly, with just, her puns. Just kind of a self. Uh, oh my god! I just yeah. got that. Yeah. Just, well, uh, that I, actually, I hadn't even thought it's about. It's kind of like old life. Jeffrey Pool in the uh, in the chat room. Thank you for pointing that Thank out. Thank you for pointing that out and, and ruining our lives. And since we just had a long discussion about score here, just kind of give ourselves a little bit of a shout out. If you're new to uh, what are you doing movie and specifically friends in your head, our collective, uh, what are you doing movie is one of four podcasts we. Do. One of the other ones we do, uh, we just started uh, with Alex, who was here earlier in Teague, is Uncomposed. It's a whole podcast about film scores. By, uh, start with nothing except for me, but composers on the show. Yeah, exactly. See, with composers. We also do The Intermission, which you've kind of gotten a little bit of taste of now. We also do Documentality, which I host, which is all... The Intermissions are not usually so Harry Potter. Exactly. Game, it's just about what, what, what random topics. And Documentality, we cover a lot of documentaries and stuff. So when you get a chance, go ahead and check that out at friendsinyourhead.com. Oh my God. It's grim old place because <laughs> yeah, serious is the grim, dude. I mean, I swear to yeah, it's, I, I mentioned this the other day, but like, um, you know, I, I've been I don't working, know oh, anything about Harry. Potter. No, no, no. It, it, it's it's no fault no, of your own. I, I hadn't even thought about it either. But uh, I want to just say about this scene: a lot of people are happy that they reduced uh, Harry's angst and his anger. Mm-hmm. I think they should have amped it up a bit more. I agree. In the movie, I think that you need a bit more of it. First of all, Harry's in an angry place. Second of all, he's being affected by the Voldemort in his brain, uh, who is also kind of angry. So and he just so saw a dude get killed. He like, just saw a dude get killed. He's yeah. a little PTSD right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone's acting like he's performing it as written. Right. Like he's doing it. She's like, he's like, oh, you know, let it all out. Don't, don't hold anything back. He was perfectly calm in that scene. He was, yeah. a, he looked a little pissed off, but he wasn't shouting. And it's like in the book, he's angry and shouting all the time. And, and he says in this 
you know, in the movie, he says, I'm just so angry all the time. And I'm going, I don't see that. I don't see yeah. any anger. He, Since he, we've been keeping track of this movie to movie, I would say uh, Harry, best hair in this movie. Um, <laughs> Hermione looks younger in this movie than she did in the last one. And Ron finally looks like a human being. <laughs> like he doesn't look like a baby and Ron he doesn't look handsome. like a aw. Now he like this might be the cutest Ron ever gets. Right. <laughs> I'm what? I'm, I'm yeah. I I look terrible. Now I Ron's a cat, right? Ron's what? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Crookshanks making Crookshanks, an appearance yeah. to to just um, screw with him. In terms of acting ability, how do you guys think uh, Daniel Radcliffe does not in the other uh, the trio? Well, you know, I mean he's in 90% of his acting in uh, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone is is smiling, but uh, I I think he really kind of comes into his own. I actually I I dig I Daniel Radcliffe as an actor, yeah. irrespective of the Potter franchise. I that horror movie did the Lady in Black. I really like that a lot. Um, and uh, I need to see that one. Yeah, and I and a buddy of mine actually saw his run on Equus, uh, and he he said it was good. So he saw naked horse riding. Is what you're yeah, saying. yeah, he saw a ton of his his penis. Yeah, yeah, because here's what I think that with a ton of it, just he had a binoculars. Can, tongues, yeah, yeah, tongues. Being a metamorph magus, being yeah. able to change her appearance, never becomes a thing. Nope. It's like they do a whole. No, even it's, in the it's, what, it's what made her an aura. That's the only way she passed right. her test is because she was able to kill the uh, disguise. Portion. Right, but it, like later on, they do the whole polyjuice potion. It's like she doesn't even have to. Just boop. No, and she's hairy because she's not. She's not um, mystique. She right. can just make a pig nose or change your hair color. I'm pretty or, sure if you can make a pig nose and change your hair color, you can manage to look like Harry Potter. Uh, just a little bit. With tits. All right. You can make those go away. You can know? you? Can she? I can. Uh, well, but, yeah. Whoa, I wish I, she I, wouldn't because Game of Thrones. Some de- some decline bench. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Sorry to backtrack, but with Dan, um, I feel like he might not be the most talented of the trio, but he's like, he has a really uh, good worth ethic in terms of like behind the scenes um, uh, from everybody who's like, you know, directors who work with them. And the I think I he's think, a workhorse in terms of yeah. acting. Like I he think really takes the time. I think he has to work harder to get there, but he yeah. gets there. Exactly. I think, every, I, th- I think like, I think uh, Rupert Grint, the way he, he's the way natural. he plays Ron, he's just like, he just he's, shows up and it's like, this is what I'm doing. He's barely playing. Ron. Yeah. He's barely, barely doing anything. Because he, he grew that. up, and they were just like, just be yourself. Yeah. And it worked out. Uh, huh. Hey, I have something to say real uh, quick. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, Graham, yeah. Graham is... Oh, Hold on. You gonna say? Paul, can, Paul, can you give me a favor and I'll switch that over? Uh, hi. Hi. Someone just threw in 50 bucks and asked, will someone please say the following? My wife will find it hilarious. Okay. Roy is a sexy beast. Roy is a sexy beast. Kyle, give me your best Batman voice saying that. <clears throat> Uh, do you want like over the top Batman? Or oh yeah, over the top Adam Batman. West Batman. What do you want? Fifty dollars for the Batman. All right, go for it. <laughs> All right, okay, uh, and just as a as a as a as a contrast, thank you, for, thank you for the donation. Let me do uh, let me do Bane real quick. All right. Roy is a sexy beast. There you go. Roy is a sexy beast. So uh, Graham Graham Warnkin in the in the chat points out. Uh, he says, "I feel like the only reason Tonks was in the books is that." Rowling wanted to dissuade the Lupin serious shippers. Um, I don't think she would want to dissuade. <laughs> you wouldn't think the so. Shippers, you, and, I love and that. The there is a point that uh, Quaron actually told uh, told Thulis to play it gay. And and to be fair, and whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really mean. Yeah. Do you uh, even know how to subway, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. I love this. Um, I lo- I do love the way he plays it. He she, plays it just right. You think she had the balls to tell Gambon that? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of so there is a lot of blue in this film. Bit. 
Yeah. It is a very blue movie. But but they put all the blue into this film and had none left for the next one. (laughs) Let me ask you something. This might be be a strange question. We're fresh out of blue, guys. I don't know. You're going to throw down on colors soon? This might be a strange question, and it might be unfair. Do you like it? Yeah. You you like the grading oh, in, yeah. in, in Half-Blood Prince where you can hardly see anything? Grading in Half-Blood Prince is like, it's probably one of the best color grades in the No, not like Ooh. this. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say? I was uh, we'll say, talk about it in Half-Blood I, I, Prince. I was, was going to say, this Dude, might, this Peter might... Doyle did all of the movies after three. Okay, well, Half-Blood Prince got a bit out of hand. So uh, okay, I, say. I like Harry's jacket to say something we can all agree on. Um, <laughs> Bullshit! Sorry. <laughs> What makes you think uh, I like guys, corduroy? Guys, guys, guys. I okay. think there is one thing we can all agree on, and that is Roy's sesame beans. No. Um, uh, I have no idea what that's going to sound like on the podcast. Okay. But. Um, this might be unfair to ask and put on you, but do you Me? think okay. there are any um, uh, homophobia issues in Harry Potter? Do you think um, it's made light of or... No, or? I can't, I can't think I can't of it. Of I can't think of it being directly i mean if if we talk about you know she put in she put in uh you know tonks to to make lupin not gay it's like well maybe but i i don't know that that's true i yeah i know Why Um, not? it would makes more sense yeah um that guy on the george r R. martin there has a uh holy crap He's got a, 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 a Amish George R. Little, there's little gags from from. I, I like that they're putting little Easter eggs for people who his who have box read is the book. smoking. His box is smoking because he has a fire breathing chicken in there. There is a there is a conversation in the book, and he says he has a fire breathing chicken. That's and there, right. There are little moments. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she, should, yeah, she horrible, probably shouldn't put that in a cardboard. Horrible box. means of conveyance for a fire breathing <laughs> yeah. animal. But, wait, 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 wait. Was that a, was that a little person in that elevator who was not Vern Troyer or Warwick? Yeah, yeah it was. Um, or, wow! But uh, it, yeah, they do exist beyond those two. Th- well, are, I know, but they haven't been in this series. Right. There are there are little moments there where it's like if you read the books, you know what that is, and if you haven't read the books, it doesn't matter because it's kind of funny. That yeah. dude's got a flaming box. That's that's hilarious. So, so yeah, it's Christy Alley. So it's your matter. mom. Do you think it was a cop out? Uh, and this is this is a later movie I, question. But uh, do you think it was a cop out that she didn't uh, drop the Dumbledore's gay bomb until after? Uh, a I little so. bit. I don't know why it was. I mean, I looking back, it's like, well, that was the the kind of the thing with Grindelwald is he was you know he was had a crush on Grindelwald. And I was like, oh, okay, but you crush on I the back of his on the back of his card in the first yeah. movie. It does say um, that he studied alchemy with his partner Grindelwald. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah but that wasn't. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, we'll talk about that later because okay, I need some time yeah. to think about that. Right, but um, I, I will say that generally speaking, I like the design of the ministry, all the stuff in the ministry. Uh, the de- <laughs> I the- do love his name. His middle name is his Brian. eighth middle name is Brian. Yeah. Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. I, I like the. I actually like the ceramic tile thing. I don't think it should have extended down into. It's okay. It it extends down into the department of mysteries, where the department of mysteries in the book is clearly a are you, dungeon. Are you, are you criticizing their like interior design now? A From ministry. Bit. Start. I like, but I like it. Well, I'm I'm bringing to it up. To be fair, I was going to ask. I'm how bringing this compared to how it's described in the book I'm, because okay. we're being introduced to it, and it's yeah. big, grand. It's fairly. Big. I think it's I think it's great. I have a problem with the fact that the orphanage that he discovers Tom Riddle in looks exactly like the Ministry of Magic. Right. It's production designed almost the same way. It's got the ceramic tiles and everything. It doesn't have the, the circular area, but it's it's 
David Yates just loves those damn tiles. I thought it was just wood. <clears throat> no, it should like be. Wood slat walls. But in the movie, well, well, we'll get there in you know a couple hours. And, and I, I, I don't like this room, I will well, say. The Ministry of Magic was apparently meant to be somewhat reminiscent of the London Underground. Yes. Yeah. Which it is. What, it totally, it totally is. is. What this looks like to me is a uh, 19th, or sorry, Late nineteenth, early twentieth century, early twentieth century operating theater. Well, it also uh, and yeah. like mental hospitals yeah. and things like well, that. Well, no, it's it's funny you say mental hospitals. I don't mean to cut you off there, but in uh, the Hughes Brothers from Hell, based on the Alan Moore comic book, uh, when they are both the Masonic chamber mm-hmm. and the area where um, uh, where they do like the lobotomies occur mm-hmm. in, a, in a very similar structure. Well, they would give they would give uh, medical presentations and do yeah. uh, surgeries and you know Quote operating theaters time, used yeah. to literally be like well we don't do surgery all that often because frankly why would we it Come takes check knives it out. and people die so everyone should watch this I, and see what happens catch the matinee yeah yeah I liked I I really like this scene um in the book I'm I it works perfectly fine in the movie but I like that it was more of a there was more of a verbal sparring match between Dumbledore and Fudge. Yes, and Fudge was so outmatched, outmatched. so clearly outmatched. And in, in everything he threw up, Dumbledore was like, "Yeah, it, but it, it, this, it, that, it, and the was... other." And and also that Dumbledore, again, the the, oh, God, here she is. the way that he's been created in the movies right now, he's got a desperation to him of trying to get Harry exonerated. And in the books, he's totally like, "No, no, I got this. You have got no weapon against me." Uh, you know, you made the mistake, Fudge, of doing this in front of all of these people, <laughs> and and there is no way that you will convince them better than I will. And so he's totally chill and like, yeah, well, you made a, you know, you made a mistake, and you know, Fudge is always flipping out. He's like, he's he's always doing stuff at school. He's like, yeah, but that's my job, not yours. He's like, well, he blew up his hand in the third, and you exonerated him, which was very wonderful. And it's totally this this whole thing, and it's finally Fudge has no recourse but to let him go. I and, think this is kind of backpedaling too. So the parting of the yeah. way is that they did not do in the yes, goblet. This yes. part kind of like says, oh, hey, wait, we didn't really mention that, and this is their kind of attempt to, yeah, to set that up. It. It's almost you could almost do this as Fudge's story because it's about his need not to believe and everything he does is to try and damp that down now, and, and not have to believe that it's British true. magisters don't wear anything similar to that do they because that very strikes me as a bishop hat like it's very churchy <laughs> no the, actually if you watch like if, if you watch, it's not that type of hat no actually my father watched a hell of a lot of questions time with the prime minister on c-span growing up because that's just who who he was uh so i've actually somewhat similar with British parliamentary procedure. Uh, the, the hats are a big thing. The robes are very much that. Not necessarily color-coded. It's 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 universally black. Um, I believe they still wear wigs. I'm not exactly sure. But the hats, the hats are very much... The hats are very much a, choi- a costume choice of this particular world. So... So th- that... So yeah. that does evoke British politics more than the church. Yeah, absolutely. It's, oh, it's, this is, it's, this it's is, much more. It's more. It's much more open, like Parliament. Yeah, yeah, this is open. I mean, the reason the reason that David Yates got this gig was because he had made some. Um, he he'd done some made for TV films, yes. which you know. We say we say that and it's still got this really ugly connotation, but there's some really good stuff that they make for TV nowadays, well, I mean, like so Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, no, but not just not just that. But we, one thing we keep forgetting is that the in the in the era of the blockbuster, we've basically movies there. There used to be just uh, mid level dramas that right. you could go see in the movies, and those no Why longer exist. All of those people, all no, those people, not. have migrated to television. Now. This is very a very clean that's transition. I love dog. that. No, that's a Scottish. 
Wolfhound, I believe. It did not look real in any of those shots. Am I, I the only one who feels that? No, way? but it's real. It was really there. Um, but um, I love. Where the did coat. he get that coat from? That's the coat that that's his, you know, thing. Um, where, where was it? On him. No, it wasn't. It was that was what he is a dog. No, um, he stole that from some lady who said it town. Yeah, that is not a man's coat. That's probably true. Um, but the the thing about it is we have we have lost track of we've lost track of Sirius. Um, actually, going back to what I was just saying, David Yates got this job because he made political films, and this yeah. is a very this is this is a film that is political. It's not necessarily it's not episode one where there, it's actually about parliamentary procedures all the time, but the, this is about the politics of the of the Wizarding World, which you know the 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 films have continued to expand Harry's view of the world, and now he's entered into the grown up. The, the bureaucracy and the, the government of this world for, uh, for real for the first time. This scene is very important. This scene and the one in Grimald Place with yeah. Sirius because the death of Sirius at the end of this is the whole point of this movie practically. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be able to nail that emotionally. And the sad thing, so they, they have these two scenes to try and build up the relationship that they didn't have time for um, in, in Goblet of Fire. He, there were scenes with Sirius in Goblet of Fire where they met up and he advised him and stuff. They didn't um, ever meet up. I don't think they did at one point in a cave. Um, yeah. That, well, but, okay. Yeah. One time. But uh, so you need to, show Harry and, and Sirius's relationship and you need to show Harry's need for Sirius so that the end will nail it. And what sadly, do you think of this scene? I'm, I'm willing... Voldemort looks so good in our mind. He does. He really Absolutely. good. Black on black looks good on A him. lot of people object to that scene because it's like Voldemort on like the train station. He's having a dream. But he, wake, he, yeah, he wakes up in the train. It's like, that is clearly a dream sequence. But, yeah. but I'm just ready to let that visual, go. Did you think it belonged there? Do you think it added something to it? I think... Because people talk about it a lot. I, I I think it's as a dream sequence. I think it's fine. It's he's, not even a sequence. It's just like a shot. Yeah, he's dream. He's dreaming. He's on the platform, and then he's got Voldemort on his mind, in his mind. It introduces Voldemort doing that neck, neck crick roll. thing, which we then immediately see Harry do when he wakes up. But I love I love the way they do it because Harry was leaning against the glass, so when he wakes up, of course he's gonna kind of stretch out his neck. So it's not immediately apparent that that's what's going on until. It happens. I got um, a few times later. I gotta say, I love the wardrobe of Eurotrash Malfoy. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's straight up like, yeah, we just uh, just saw Craftwork live. I, I do like. Be, it might be early to bring this up, but as far as the um, you were talking about the Sirius and Harry relationship, and they don't introduce the mirror, which no, would have taken that was a huge mistake. Two, really, I, I think they should have left the mirror out completely. Seconds. Yeah, I think I think the mirror adds nothing to the books. Really? No, it's this, I don't, I well, don't this, know it's, about that. No, it's 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 the tragedy. It's the infinite tragedy yeah. of if I could if I had just done this one yeah. thing. He is he is given well, what, what thing? No, what happened? No. Okay. Cause Sirius says, if you need to talk to me, here's a I'm giving you a method to speak to me. Yeah. Right? Yes. And he gives it to him. And Harry is in a place where he says, If I speak if if I say anything to him, he's going to come out of hiding, he's going to get in yeah. trouble, he's gonna and so he's like, No, I'm not and he puts it out of his mind. Internally it's a big thing. Yeah, and then yeah. when he and then when he thinks Sirius is in trouble, he has forgotten that entirely. And so he tries to, to contact Sirius in other ways and stuff like that, and he ends up getting Sirius killed. Yeah. And when he finally comes back and he's unpacking, he discovers this thing where if he had remembered it, he didn't it's like he could have he could have yes he did. Yes. Did. Yes, he did. If he hadn't if they hadn't gone to the ministry, everything would have been freaking yeah. fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay, she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you a holes. She's I, only just perfect in every way. And and also gorgeous. Yes. Can we I love I, I by the way, like I like I was saying before, I love that even in the wizarding world, 
they have mythological creatures and yes. yeah. and conspiracy theories. It's like, yeah, okay, basilisk, and we got a giant squid and all of that, but <laughs> nargles, that is straight up nonsense. Can, can that is say, ridiculous. Also, and get out of here. Uh, she is about five, six years. Well, actually, no. If they wanted to do like ballsy Game of Thrones, she's about the right age for Daenerys. She could, yeah. She's but, yeah. But, okay. but, well, if they were doing, if they were doing text accurate, yes. Yeah. Uh, Neville, yes. Neville, uh, another, another little. Um, when you're watching, another little bit from yeah. the book. Neville is carrying a mimbulous mimbletonia, that little yeah. writhing cactus. Don't have to know that. Doesn't matter. He's just carrying a pulsating cactus. If if you don't know any of that stuff, because <laughs> why not? Awesome. Um, know what I mean? But if you do, it's like, hey, that was in the books, and it doesn't matter whether they put it there or not, so they did. Because awesome. Neville apparently likes David Cronenberg movies. I, okay, here's my argument as to why I don't think Harry's responsible for Sirius's death. Um, mm-hmm. One, uh, he was... he was Okay. Can when, I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just not much of an argument. He was psychically <laughs> attacked, for one, sure. and, and implanted something in his brain that shouldn't have been there. But he had the opportunity to... Speak to the point is he had the opportunity. He was also a teenager. Yes, yeah, no, and, it, no, and that's the adults the point. around that teenager made worse, as bad of or worse decisions than that teenager did. No, okay. So if you had a dream, like a really, really vivid dream, and your it dreams wasn't had come dream. true that someone you love had died, you can pick up your phone and say, like, "Hey, are you dead?" That's yeah. what this mirror is. Okay, but it's just a one-line thing. So he forgot, but yeah. And the fact yes! that Harry forgot about okay. it adds to his guilt. Okay, if you know, if you know for a fact, if you know for a fact that you can see things that are happening right now, and you they have never been wrong before, and you get one of those that says the per one of the people you care about most in the world is at your house right now being killed. Do you go? No, oh, I should call him on my cell phone. No, like I. Yes, Go yes. I call yes. him while you're driving. There. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it, it, there's there is an to element. To be fair, he did try and get. In he did. He did try and. The, He's it's a just, teenage kid. But the bigger the bigger issue with the mirror. Sirius was to, told to stay to back. To be honest, by the, the way, the bigger issue with the mirror. I'm okay with it missing from here for that reason because but I it think shows up in the next movie. But it shows up yeah, it in shouldn't. seven out of friggin' nowhere. It, it, it shouldn't. And it that's shouldn't. the bigger problem. The bigger problem. The big problem with with it, and uh, as we'll get there, is. I was as I was going through the series, I was like, okay, I'm just going to accept that the movies are their own series. You know, there's I, the book series and the movies which tell a similar story, but they're a separate series. And then you get to Deathly Hallows Part One, which behaves as though it is a sequel to the books and not yeah. to the movies that came before. That's true. Um, and that makes things very confusing. Th- this scene with uh, with Umbridge getting up and talking was one of the first scenes I saw played. Totally irrelevant, but one of the first scenes I saw played at uh, like a, a Best Buy on one of those uh-huh. motion smoothing TVs. <laughs> it was the worst. I was uh, like, what I like happened? to call, I like to call them motion smearing TVs. Yeah. I, I, no, it's I, always Pirates of the Caribbean whenever I walk in. Yeah, it's yeah. usually some big action scene. For a while piece. it was Avatar, for a while it was Transformers. Yeah. Oddly yeah. enough, it was a dialogue scene from from uh, Breaking Bad, an early season that I saw it on. <laughs> nice. But I'm like, oh, this is a really cool TV that has a device that ruins everything. That's, uh, that's cool. Um, Dean Thomas. Yeah. Seamus Stan. He's like the only black guy in this Shame, movie. Besides Dean totally Thomas, original. who who <laughs> looks like he's 30 now, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Like, if if he, like, loosened his tie a little bit, he could be on stage with, like, a beer, like, oh, man, my wife. Yeah. Seamus looks like... I like that there's a, a Fox News thing going on yeah. with the Daily Prophet right Seamus now. looks like if... Uh, if he was Irish and a boxer, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, yeah. if he was an Irish no, boxer, way, and he got punched in the, the nose. The way Seamus is standing, he's like, "Come at me, bro!" Yeah. Like this whole every time yeah, he, he stands up, well, in it's movie. Looper. Yeah. yeah, he's he's Jack Dempsey. Yeah, just magic Jack Dempsey. Magic Jack Dempsey. Um, yeah, but you know, 
Actually, Antoine just brought up a point that I'm kind of interested in now. Because uh, he was making a point about like, hey, it's the one black guy. Yeah. We talk about it in Spider-Man. Could Harry have been a black dude? Well, yes. no, that's, well, firstly, in the comics, yes, Spy- I would have no problem with that. I would have a, yeah. more of an issue with this Spider-Man. one. Couldn't be Donald Glover. It has to be a British black guy. Yeah, it could be guys. a young dizzy rascal. I don't know, I, but I, uh, yeah. you know, no, I, I, I this I mean, is one of those a predictable revolt from the you know crust of humanity. It's but. cliche. It's cliche to say. It's cliche to say because it gets says a lot, and it, usually in self congratulatory terms by writers, but. The reality is, is that this is a character that can exist irrespective of race, and also we have to take into the fact that England does not have the same racial. They history. don't have the same Divide. diversity yes. that yeah. we do. Well, they have either. the diversity, but they don't have the same racial. They have a history. Their issue, uh, history of slavery, is much more removed than ours. That they, so they have much more, more of a history of subjugation. Yeah, than there is slavery. A, there, there is a yeah, point well, to be made but that cla- class based. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they look. They, they, say you what you want. Some seriously loaded words, right? Now. Yeah, well, I know. Okay. We are. We are. Uh, no, no, what, England I'm, is more culturally homogenous, whereas yes. Spider-Man lives in New York City, so and one black guy's wearing a dashiki the whole fucking series. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes, that's true. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making total generalizations here. This is, this is a generalization. But if you're going to do a Spider-Man story about a black kid in New York City, it can't be the same story uh, as Parker. the white kid from New York City necessarily, that's because there's point. no reason to do a story about a black kid in New York City unless you're going to talk about the experience of the black guy in New York City, you know? But a black kid um, in Surrey is, is not that dissimilar from a white kid in Surrey. I mean, yeah. I, I guess, I guess there is a reason, I guess there is a, you could do it. That's There's a really nothing weird logic that's kind of loaded on the fact that the only reason why somebody would be black in a story would be to talk about why they're black. Well, no. no I'm not saying not talk saying. about why they're black. I'm it saying... You have to... Oh my gosh, Harry Potter. Okay, this, 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 is a, this is a silly <laughs> thing. I, wanted, I can see why you're saying that. My point is... I'm sorry, I might oh, Idris Elba for Dumbledore, though right. I would take. I'm hell saying, uh, yeah, that'd be is, awesome. If you New York City is is divided on cultural lines, like even like block to block, so where he is, who he is, and where he's from. You I don't, my, you don't tell the same story, so much, even yeah. even when you're living, even there if is, even if you're yeah. don't, not changing the race, if you're changing just the neighborhood that he lives yeah, in, exactly. he's a different that's character. That's what I'm saying. So, that's what I'm saying. So um, yeah, it, it, skin color isn't the thing; it's a cultural thing. Yeah. which is why I think you know. Yeah, I, whatever. So anyway, going back to Harry Potter, yeah. uh, Umbridge, I think both Umbridge has the same problem, especially that that Dumbledore has, which she the cracks in her facade show too much uh, early on. I see like, what you're saying. The whole thing, even in this one, she she panics. She's like, enough, you know. And and the whole thing is she is she is so assured of her authority and She's, so assured of her power, and like the conversation. Again, in the in the the courtyard when she's trying to to uh, dismiss Trelawney, you know Dumbledore feels like he's out of control, and you can see that. Whereas in the in the book, they're having a very polite conversation that is loaded with subtext and and a, a huge power play right under the surface. And I think that would have been, I I, I think. You know, we've got we've got such a level, such a caliber of actor that could have portrayed that, and to just give them all of that stuff right on the surface is is disappointing. I would have liked to see them. So play you think that she was more. directed that way more yeah. than that's just her interpretation of her character? I would, I, th- I, would, I think the yeah. the script so. called for it. I mean, I, I think the way yeah. it was written, they just needed they they thought they needed to get this out there as soon as they could. Um, I like that she has pink shirt. I, what I would love, what I would have loved. Um, 
I'm like, I want the shot to go on for about 30 more seconds and just sugar, just keep friggin' doing it sugar. until it's like, oh my God, you monster. Like, it's just the most disgusting looking I, I had, tea. I had a math teacher in, in sixth or seventh grade, I want to say it was sixth, uh, who, her office looked like this. Pink, pink. Plates on the wall. Big, actually, you you might I, remember this teacher. I like kitties, so. But it was just it was just pink, pink and cat posters mm. everywhere, my, everywhere, everywhere. My aunt, I love her, but every time she moves into a house, the first thing that goes up on the wall is plates and uh, wicker fans nailed to the wall. She's a crazy woman. Wicker she can't be stopped. Fans. Yes. What's yeah. a wicker fan? Like like made out of wicker, like basket weaving, like fucking. Like, so there like, we go. Like, All right. like, uh, yeah, I make a donation. Hand fan. Uh, yeah, it's a hand fan. But oh, yeah, man, it's nailed cool. to the wall. Baskets and. It's it's after one thirty in the morning. I don't think we had this. Yeah, the kids have gone anymore. to bed. This what they're gonna listen to later. But this mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This scene is. Are you really gonna go through and perfectly done? Yeah. No. This scene is absolutely perfectly done. Yeah, it's perfect. From from it. the book, her. Her performance is, is good, and uh, you know the effects are great. It's actually his handwriting that they use to to uh, make the effect. And I love the moment after this. I love the moment after he's written it, and she comes around the desk, and he plays it so perfectly. He's like, I am just seeing you for the first time, and oh my god, I, yeah, I am horrifying. not prepared to deal with you. I like how it isn't like he, he makes the first line on the paper, and it cuts him. Yeah. It, he writes it, and it's like, oh, yeah. Ow, there's a delay. Oh yeah. Jesus! Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's way more horrifying. Um, I really hate to um, because he wouldn't be able to continue to write. Yeah. if it was injuring that hand. No, hate hate to load stuff with like, well, was this the reason why this material was written this way in the first place? Here we go. Stuff. This this scene where he's like, oh but, my god, you. Yeah, yeah. but when believe. but when power like so there's a. Am I wrong in thinking there's a through line where? you have power bestowed to people by bureaucracy and mm-hmm. kind of the mm-hmm. the ramifications of there that. is yeah there is a, there well, there's there a is a strong thematic kind of there, arc there's a powerful the anti-authoritarian and anti it, i don't think it's anti-authoritarian i think it's anti-bureaucratic yes it it's definitely anti-bureaucratic and i mean there's there's a, a through line about well, that's especially here about the difference and just in general so about a, indoctrination level, between e- and education. Well, it also, yeah, it also to get speaks, a level deeper on Umbridge, um, her weird nervousness of having being bestowed power but not inhabiting power properly. Yeah. If you look at her, her ticks and her like cracks through that lens, mm. through the lens of somebody who just kind of has been functioning in a system where you just get promoted until you're not good enough to get promoted anymore. Right. It right. becomes a really like a much deeper, much more interesting character than somebody who's just kind of playing something kind of unhinged. I hear you. I, 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 I see that. It's also to me, the, the, what it seems to me is that it's also commentary on the British school system of the late seventies, early eighties of or the which, British welfare system, considering the J, author. Yeah. What's it's a direct influence of J.K. Well, I'm specifically talking about like the corporal punishment that you would see in the British school system during that time. It's just that whole scene. The first thing, the first thing I thought about, it, I'm like, Oh, this is basically that the, those three songs from the wall that are rallying against how, uh, how, how bad the British schools are. Um, but to me, and it just, for whatever reason, I think it still has that kind of potency. You know, net, that that scene still it really works for me in the book, both in the movie. I, th- of- I think Umbridge would be Douglas Adams' favorite <laughs> um, villain. Well, she's she's like she's all about all the the ducks. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a, all she, about the ducks. <laughs> she is a 
she's a tremendous villain. I I think in yeah. some ways, in some ways, she's scarier than Voldemort. She, she's absolutely Voldemort, the most hateable villain. Voldemort knows that he's evil, and and Umbridge does not. Right. Well. I, I and, and as we don't see, as we don't get clarified uh, in in the movie, you're absolutely right. I, I think Umbridge the, is perfectly aware of what she is yeah. and who she, and how terrible the but thing she, she's doing. No, is. she doesn't. She thinks that the thing she's doing are right and proper. I, 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 well, I think she probably has never considered it. Yeah, Whereas yeah, Voldemort, yeah. Voldemort, I think the difference is Voldemort's like, well, it's wrong to hurt people, but I want to live forever. Yeah, she's so, the, but she's strong. she is the one as as Seth points out and the the movie doesn't clarify um she is the one who set the dementors on harry she yeah. sent them to do that she really um, is just a sociopath up. yeah like at the end of the exactly day. she because because to her it's all about it's all about the ministry you know she loves the government she loves the 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 bureaucracy she she loves that and and so for her you know when the when there's a changeover and you know voldemort installs a puppet government she's like hey no skin off my back i'm still doing the the same thing i don't know if it's even clear that she knows that Voldemort has taken over, and I don't think it's clear whether she cares. I don't think it would make a difference. Sir. It wouldn't have made a difference. No, but when you have, when you like, because at this yeah. point you clearly understand that mm-hmm. these heroes Hufflepuff. are capable <laughs> enough to take Spoiler. to to win. So then the thing that becomes their biggest obstacle is like the almost insurmountable group of people that exist only to make sure that they fill out enough paperwork, yeah, to to win properly. I don't care about the Thestrals. They don't do anything for me. Uh, yeah. The baby Thestral's cute. but The baby Thestral, <laughs> and they put in the baby Thestral just to make it clear that these are not undead creatures. These right. are creatures that yes. just look this way, but they can for, reproduce. Yeah. And some evolutionary reason. I would skeletal. say that they were there to flesh out the world, but they're pretty skeletal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, but what, they're, they're a nice little you know, what metaphor is it, about wh- things that are different and being feared and stuff like does that. It, does I don't, it add anything, do you think, to the books or the movies? I think it... it Other what, than another mode of transportation? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something to be said about like the tendency towards what everybody thinks is the right way to do something and how things actually are. I guess if you want to yeah. go that far, I, I guess in the book Luna to me was just a bit spacier and just a bit, you know, I don't say more broad, but she was just a bit more less likable, uh, a little more unhinged. I guess. I mean, and I guess I, that's sort of what I was missing a little bit from the performance. I think Kyle's right. right. I think that's the distinction you're, you're drawing in on is that she's really likable in the movie. Yeah, exactly. She's there's almost a, too There's likeable. a gravitas that comes with existing as an actual human being instead yeah. of just being like I, this set yeah. of words that constitutes a crazy person. I don't yeah, think it, I don't think she's I, any I less nutty in the in the movie than she is in the books. But like, you meet this girl who's nutty, and you're like, "Oh, I love you." You're amazing. Hang out with me every day. And it, you make my life better just saying the things you say. In a weird way, and she I was... don't see them coming. In a weird way in the book to me, she was a little more... Uh, or a little less aware of how crazy she was, but also yes. more unapologetic for it yes. in a weird way. She almost wasn't aware of how crazy she was, but it's like even if she was, even if she would be, she wouldn't care. And, and that was a quality that I really admired about her. And I guess in the movie translation, and maybe I, I maybe I miss, I, I, I too, you know, unfairly put that on the performance. But to me, the, those edges had been sanded down a bit in, in the performance translated to screen. Yeah. You're looking With, for a manic pixie love good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not looking. I mean, I'm not looking for. That's that's what I'm saying. I think she's more of 
a stereotype in the movie than she is in the book. In the book, I feel like she's more unique and more real in a lot of ways. And to me, at least, I don't know. Like, I did kind of know. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm getting. Do you a take a lot of time to meditate and like kind of manifest her as a human being in your head and figure she, out for exactly what, I, what she was supposed I didn't ha- to be? Or was that's it just what I'm like saying. I didn't have. That- I didn't have to. I didn't have to work at it. I just I, on the page. I it, it felt very natural picturing her as a real person to me. So, you know, so that's why I don't know. And again, maybe I've just known a lot of crazy people, but I don't I don't know. Like, it's just for whatever reason in the book, she was superbly fleshed out. And that's why I said I always wanted more of her in the movies, more of her as I interpreted her in the book. And maybe that's just me. They got the just most- something in real quick. We are about a hundred dollars away from three grand, you guys. Woo! Do it. So let's they, um, let's all get ourselves excited in your chat rooms. Go, do another where, couple where, rounds. What of part of the world are we in prime time right now? They got. Yeah. Uh, um, we should start uh, tweeting in that language. Japan. Part of part of how this uh, New Zealand. Part of how this movie that was terrible. got it got itself so short um, compared to the book is there's quite a bit of montages. There's Percy. There's a lot out. of yeah. Percy's there. There's there's quite a few montages in this movie. Uh, there's the training montages, like you said. There's this montage, and I think there's one other news montage as well. They just tr- they just compress tons and tons of time um, with this kind of. Uh, you know, take on the the classic spinning newspaper show, which I don't mind. I think it. I think it gets the point across. I think I it, love it moves this. things forward. Yes. Yeah, I love Snape yes. getting dressed down by her. Yes. Yes. This is Just Snape's like biggest nightmare. Boiling. <clears throat> yeah. Like you know, like he he has literally never been closer. To just a vada kedavra right yeah, there in right the there. Hogwarts, like just committing he's like, murder. He's like, I haven't murdered anyone since I was a Death Eater. I might. I might just it's do 50/50. it. These scenes when she's like assured in her power, this is the way I want yeah. to, to see her until the end where she just loses it, gets raped completely. to death by centaurs. She's so basically turning some people's interpretation. She's basically turning Hogwarts into that town from Footloose pre Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. And then the Weasleys are Kevin Bacon. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I would bet a testicle that that's the first time anyone has ever said the sentence, the Weasleys are Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I'm sure they're within six degrees. How do you guys feel about the cinematography? Because I feel like um, there's like a lot of inc- unconventional frames in it, but the compositions usually turn out pretty nice. So like right here, she's like right between the stairs, and it's like I like it. I like the the some. Uh, this this one is probably is, one uh, of my favorite movies in terms of cinematography. Probably next to Half Blood Prince, which I know you said you didn't like the color of. But I like, don't like. I like the funny thing is I like the cinematography. I don't like. I just don't like the grading. Uh, so um, don't say that while I'm not over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it when you are over here, and you got you got nothing. Um, Sorry, anyway. Umbridge is the best villain, and here's why. Um, when I think about Voldemort in the, in, in terms of the series as a, as a kid, I... Well, what oh, the hell wow. am I looking at? What? I, oh. my, my whole thing's been derailed. Um, <laughs> Teague is showing us a website called The Oracle of Bacon. Okay. Uh, that's, that's okay. Oh, he's connected. Uh, Rupert Grint is connected through Gary Oldman <coughs> to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's, oh, okay, that's, a, that's a real easy one. Get me, get me from um, uh, the DP is. Wait, I'm gonna try to do this without holding us up. Give me the actors and I'll do it. Slawomir Itziak. I'm sure we're not I'm quite up. there yet in the. Uh, but this is the Jimon Hansu. No, that's easy. This is the. This yeah, is the. Back to movie. Uh, this is the DP of Gattaca and Black Hawk Down. Okay, so film. both movies I love. <laughs> so here's why. Here's why Umbridge did. is the best villain. <laughs> it didn't work. Um, when I think about uh the the rivalry rivalry, I guess you could call it, but you know whatever it is. 
enemy ship between Voldemort and Harry Potter. I want to see them fight. Um, when I think about Umbridge and how I felt when I read this book, I was like, I need to see someone beat her. <laughs> I didn't need, like, Voldemort and Harry could have been friends or something, like, anything could have happened, and, like, there were no- multiple ways that that would be resolved, but when it came to Umbridge, I was like, someone needs to <laughs> mess her up. And that that's, that is, it was that powerful. And, 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 like, you know, that, when you're writing a villain, whether it's for, for something like this or pro wrestling, that's massive heel heat. You need, you, you don't want, you don't want people to want to see a fight because they could see that with two drunk people in an alley. You, you want to create a bad guy that they, they, they can't go on with their lives until, until they they're see punished. Someone hurt yeah. that person. Yeah. And, and that's definitely umbrage because, because it, it feels for so long, like there's nothing anyone can do about her. And you can't you can't mess with her by like being mean to her, and you can't mess with her by pulling a prank on her. Like you, it, it just it comes down to. Eh, well, no, I mean it comes down to like having centaurs drag her off into the woods yeah. and, and you know do whatever. But it's a fetishization of authority, yeah, and uh, being able to play with power. So it's the only way that you can actually get to that person is by undermining or kind of judo swinging their authority in one direction or another. I do like this whole concept both in the book and um, in... I, I like the idea of the students like taking it upon themselves to teach themselves dark arts yeah. defense. Things have been uh, things have been shifted around a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think... I think we see Grop before they decide to do this or, or something like that. Uh, it's uh, it's also a more gradual process in the book, too. Yeah. Oh, the, the, this whole thing of, of jumping practically straight to Trelawney, is, this is very quick, um, and it's part of the compression. Um, and I think, again, that happens after they start up uh, the This DA. is a different serious effect. Yes, no. and I like this a lot less. They're almost doing fire correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to justify having more of his face in there, yeah. Yeah. That's not that's not what that fire yeah. would look like. That's just a bed of coals, and then there's fire coming out of it for no good yeah, reason. Yeah, no, it's, it's a color space. Yeah, yeah this thing. is the f- this is a face in the flames thing because they need to be able to see detail yeah. in the fire. And um, I I prefer the the weirdo you know face in the coals. Yes, I the coals is a lot better effect. Yeah. Um, I had but, something, but it went away. But you know, what else? Going back to the going back to the cinematography and the framing choices, there's a photos. lot of frames in this um, movie where Harry is alone in the frame, while um, Ron and Hermione are obviously are in, in there together. In, in any mm. other case, he's usually by himself in the frame, just to show his loneliness. And Interesting. Want to talk about the filmmaking of it. So you like that they take it upon themselves to have Harry be the defense against the dark arts teacher? Well, what else are they gonna do? Yeah, I, I don't think it should be Harry. Who do you think it should be? Who I else? I don't know, but I mean, he's just not. He okay. Harry Weasley. escaped Voldemort twice. Fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. How? And they make that. Well, they, yeah, doesn't matter. It the it first time he touched him, right? And it turns out that that's a bad thing. He's now like one of like and one person time, who's escaped Dumbledore. And alive, the second time, right? a bird killed a snake. But for he's him. he's taken he's taken you know pro- he took private lessons with Lupin, so he knows some yeah. things. He's he knows he's how been to more cast focused on that kind of stuff. Um, I think. I don't know who else it would be, and and it's Harry's story, so of course it is. Well, I, I Hermione think, was with him for every for all of it, and did a lot more of the fighting. Yeah, hmm? he's, he's dark arts Wait, defense she can't, manifest. She can't she can't summon a Patronus, though, right? Yeah, well, not, uh, okay. not initially. So not he right. can teach the Patronus thing. But he's also, I mean, they're fortress making fortress of solitude. They're making a point that he. Oh, by the way, David Yates. Um, I guess 
you know, he, he I, I feel like he watched Quaron's movies and, and was like, okay, I'm going to try and do some of that in each one. He loves going in and out of windows. windows yeah. He's doing that all the time. That's like the thing he learned from Alfonso Cuaron. I can push the camera in and out of windows. Were That's those what. rats there for a reason or were they just like... Yeah, <laughs> they're rats. just set dressing. Here's Aberforth, Dumbledore. We don't know that yet, but... yeah. They're in the hog's head, and that's Aberforth. It's and so it, weird, and they, which is, and it's funny that they there's kind of a, again a little uh, a little note to the uh, the fans because there's there's questionable business about Aberforth and goats that comes up in <laughs> in the books. Um, not exactly what you think, but is it close? But it's exactly what you is think. It close no, to what I think. It's like he's. It's like he's he's it's, it's something like he's he's trying out he's trying to invent spells goat black so he's, market so he's testing them on like the the goats of the yes. farm and he gets in a ton of trouble for that but but it's not like in a mean way it, like doesn't he say something like I just I me and goats we like we understand each other yeah like, something like that it's, it's something weird. like that it's not it's not like a you know sexual numbing thing. numbing yeah. spells his patronus is a goat yeah which yes. it wouldn't be if Speaking he was just into patronuses like, for all the constant. Like description of Hermione as being cat-like, isn't her Patronus like a seal? It's or an something? otter. It, otter. It, yeah, what? She, she's not described as cat-like. Yes, is she? otters are pretty cat-like. I don't uh, think of her as whiskers, yo. I think you might be cat-like. confused because she is a cat for a minute. Yeah, but it, it, you know, to be fair, they're 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 making the point where it's like, okay, Harry has he swung a sword at a basilisk, and that's more than just tell us how to do that. I guess. Yeah. What else are we gonna do? Um, he beat one. the basilisk when it bit him. Yeah, it's true. It bit the sword that was in his hand. You're, you're forgetting the whole driving the sword through its brain pan. No. That's because he that. was holding it and the snake bit his hand. Better, <laughs> like I said, look, it's like, here's one guy who uh, the level of confrontation in his life is uh, a really mean game of ping pong. Here's the other guy who has now survived like three encounters with uh, with Voldemort and a giant basilisk. Who do you want to take lessons from? That guy who survived, yeah, it's, does it's it, obvious, it, but does it, it does matter? It does matter. It's like because if, well, we're going we're going again for, for um if we're going for you know the reflection from three to five. In three is when he makes his choice that I need to learn how to protect myself. Yes. Five is when he decides I need to help others learn to protect yeah. themselves. Yeah. So story wise, that's where that's where we're going with that, and he becomes. Um, it, it's a great note that that um Dan Radcliffe came up with himself. He essentially becomes Lupin in. In a way, he deliberately chooses to dress the way Lupin does with like his cardigan sweaters and stuff like that. How amazing would it be if he grew a mustache? Yeah, <laughs> just, just like, those, by the just end of the season, the little, like a just a little mustache with each the with pathetic fifteen-year-old mustache. Yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. a brilliant magnum Pi caterpillar car wearing suits and <laughs> wrong Lupin. Sorry. Um, why is Hermione's Patronus a sea otter? Sea otters are playful and and like carefree. Pat, uh, I don't know, but uh, Pat Oswalt has a great bit about taking his daughter to Disney California Adventure and taking her to the Spirit Cave, where you get your you put your hamper and you get your spirit animal. Why? I just have a question. Go ahead. Sorry. Right. Why do they need to write their names down? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, well, well, in the in the uh, in the 
book. I read this book, but I still didn't. No, like... in the in the book, she's put she's put basically an enchantment on the list. Yeah, so anyone who talks about it, it will like highlight uh, the name. Gets hexed yeah. basically. Oh, okay. No, they get they get they get pupils that say cheat or sneak. Oh, right, 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 yes, right, right, right. They also get galleons. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, the galleons. They all have these secret galleons to know when there's a new meeting. So they would pull yeah. that galleon out, which I don't think they have. Is that is that in the movie the galleon? No, no. no I do like I do like the little moment here. By the way, when they're walking on the thing, we're like at least one good thing came of it. Joe couldn't keep her eyes I off love, you. And there's a quick little moment of Ginny like, hey, was that crap? And uh, as she moves on. So they, they put that in, which I, I kind of liked. Look but, at look at Fly Neville with his, yeah. with his yeah, man. sweatshirts again, getting tighter and hair getting a little Again, Neville little taking over for Dobby. Um, Do- Dobby found a place. He w- uh, uh, Harry just summons Dobby and goes, is there somewhere we can practice? And like, oh yeah. The, yeah right back real. here. And uh, having Neville actually find it <laughs> I actually like that the movies managed to build Neville up progressively better yes. than I think the yeah. books did. Yes. Um, until he gets to the point of, of Deathly Hallows where he is taking over for Harry. Wouldn't part of your... Because the room requirement works like this. You pace back and forth in front of this area where the door will be three times thinking about what you need from the room of requirement. Yeah. You need a place to hide your stuff. You get the place where the vanishing cabinet is and all that other stuff. You don't need to pace in the movie. You just stand in front of it. Well, yeah. But, okay, yeah. fine. It's a uh, super you, you, fast cheat in this movie, the way they You think about it. a room that, you know, like, oh, we need a place to hide out. You get that. Why wouldn't the, we need a place where we can secretly practice the defense against the dark arts be canon proof? Yeah, you would think. Like, that we where we can't be found. Yeah. Oh, Wizard did it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they included animatronic Death Eaters. Yeah, it comes with these cool robot targets. That's great. <laughs> I right. want one of those in my closet as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna live in my closet, and then the rest of the apartment will be the closet. There you go. I love ha- I I love that the whole buildup is for Neville to figure out how to do one spell properly. We right. keep coming back to that. It's his training montage ultimately. Did that? Did that? Did that <laughs> robot just disarm ne- Neville? Yep. Yes. Yes, he did. He, <laughs> yes, he, he did. tried to disarm the robot, and it rebounded, like and he yeah. disarmed himself. It backfired. Okay, I thought the robot was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't even. Can't even. Yeah, here's here's I, Filch being up oh, there, silly. I love how Filch can't quite decide if he loves Umbridge or if he hates her because he has. Oh, to keep he's in love with her. Yeah. he's. But in he looks so angry every time he has to put him in his. No, side. he's so happy. He's so happy. He's him. helping. He's got. Yeah, it's he's hard got, to tell when Walter Frey. Is, he's got so. the ugly joy. Well, not only that, when she gives her a little speech, you see him applauding as if it's like. Uh, uh, as if it's like Dead Poet Society. He's just like, yes! He's just... And, and in the book, I know they touch on it, too. Yeah, and he's one of the first people to get, like, the Inquisitor badges. Yeah, he's yeah. Just standing the there next to Malfoy all proud. Yeah. Like, I'm with the wizards now. Eating my what sandwich. kind of bread is that? <laughs> English. It's just super white bread. It's, it's not just... even magic. They made him go to a muggle store and buy right. his lunch. You can't have our magic food. I love this moment where Neville, <laughs> Neville just, just wanders like, into the middle. For oh, no okay, excuse me. <laughs> oh, God, wrong. No, was, oh, wait. They went the other way. Sorry. Can I ask a basic uh, Harry Potter Magic 101 question? Go ahead. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Expelliarmus. Yes. You, you throw that out at somebody and they go flying back into a wall? No. That, no. That's, that's for a. Th- it's, for things, it's supposed for to. It's supposed to disarm them. Okay. The problem is in disarm. in the movies, every spell. That's what I was here, here is okay. how I choose to interpret it. If you're good at it and like you're focused, I can 
be precise with it and just send that that banana flying out of Fig's hand. However, if I'm just like super pissed or just like ah, spelling armis, I you know it's just gonna send like a it's ah, screw it. everything yeah. over there. Um, which is why sometimes you know when the when the good like uh, when Lupin walks into uh, the shrieking shack in Azkaban, he just like uh, expelli arms on uh, Harry, and his wand just goes like think, and it's like nothing. But then when Harry's like, you know what, I need Snape not to do this right now, and just screams it at him, it like nearly kills. Yeah, him. it's not which is a, a movie thing. The That's reason a it, the reason it nearly kills him, yeah, in the book is because three people try to disarm him at once, and and one of them has, has a messed up wand at that point. No, no, no. it's okay, still, never mind. It's fine. Oh yeah, that was but. chamber. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the the little gag about the uh, the weasels. Which phrase? Candy. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. I don't know if this is making if this is if Walter Frey is. Oh, here we go. Oh God, Thanks that was a Quran tribute. Though. Yeah. Well, like I'm saying, I'm pretty sure Yates watched. He was like the Quran one was the best, right? Everyone likes that one. I'm gonna do stuff like that. I'll but, say I'll say this for Filch. He doesn't just staple a piece of paper to the wall. He gives it like a, a box frame with like yeah. a lock. He loves My it. My goodness. Here we go. Here's the, the gag where Phil's just like, yeah. I'm a oh, wizard now. I've been building my whole life for this. Uh, somebody was talking about the otter. Yeah. All right. Uh, apparently, according to Daryl Morrow, I heard that it is an uh, otter in relation to Ron's Jack Russell Terrier as they are known to chase otters. Okay. Oh. To what? I Mike, thought, is in? that really a thing? I'm looking at that. Mike, up. do you want to weigh in on this? On what? Well, okay, so, yeah, here, so here's here, I'm no, just trying to thing. I'm just trying to occur how this occurs in the wild. I feel Jack like, Russell yeah. Terrier is just hanging out at the shore, like <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like like some if sun. you give me an otter and any dog, at some point that dog is going to chase that otter. If you but, go or uh, vice versa. <laughs> By the way, this trying bit, to figure out whether or not that's like a really elaborate. Um, Homosexual subculture metaphor. No, no. I, I think it's, I think otter it's is like thing. really racist against. Otter is a thing, but I don't Jack think Jack Russell, Russell Terrier is a thing. <laughs> That's a very specific thing. If it's I, a thing, yeah. they are the smartest breed of dog. Yeah, if it's if it's a thing, there's like Supposedly. three guys who who are that. It's like Johnny Carson and like yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> it's kind of a. By the way, it's kind it's of called a Michelle dish. Rodriguez and Otter. It's no, kind of a, no, Jack, Jack Russell Terrier. Terrier. It's a very specific group. It's Jack, yeah. it's Johnny Carson, Michelle Rodriguez, and um, uh, Paul Ryan. It's kind of a it's kind of a dick move that that Ginny is is like everyone's like Expelliarmus, you know, stupefy, blah blah blah, and she's like explode and just destroys <laughs> their their practice. Well, dubby. that's because Ginny is strong entire, bad, apparently. Yeah, that is one thing that they never pay off is that throughout the series they're like Ginny Weasley will mess you yeah. up. Yeah, well they do it they, from year they, one. They pay it off in the the ministry at least, but. Yeah. Not right well, not like to a degree beyond right. Like she they just, aren't like she and can then blow Jenny up. Weasley destroyed twelve Death Eaters right because she's Jenny Weasley and that's why Harry is perfect for her. They never they never give us the Jenny Weasley rampage. Mm-hmm. They give us the Cho Chang fashion show. Yeah, which <laughs> again, uh, the the movies are kind of like yeah, we got to do the kiss because we got to, but. Nah. To be fair, nah. the, the books really didn't build up his interest in Cho Chang. Other they go than, on a date to a weird Yeah, cafe. they go on a Valentine's date yeah. After, yeah. after this. And it backfires horribly. Uh, yeah, it's it? a yeah, terrible it's date. 
The kiss, yeah, no, the 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 Quidditch thing is it is, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it it's doesn't the really least matter. Important it is here, thing. but Zarban was saying a kiss happens after Quidditch. That's the Ginny kiss happens after right, a Quidditch right, match right, right. in the in the books. Um, and they change it in the. This starts movie. and finishes immediately, and then we get Ginny, which takes the whole book to develop, and then we get that for the end of one book, and then it's just assumed throughout the next book because he's not even with her. Yeah, and then it's like, guess what? They got married. Yeah, boom in so. your face, Cho Chang. Yeah, exactly. He he, you know he he only he only needed two shots at it, so it's it fine. <laughs> yeah, that's good pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. I mean, I I uh, I'm, I'm a pretty open fella, but if we're sitting there looking at a picture of a guy that I watched die, yeah, and was hit her and was her boyfriend, it's a bit of a boner killer. And then you go in for a kiss. <laughs> I might hit you. You're kind of like a monster, Because <laughs> yeah. I'm magic, I'm not going to hit you with a fist, but I might be like, here's the fuck you spell. Yeah. Or at least the tickle spell. <laughs> like, you don't tickle deserve spell. to be happy. Angry tickle spell? Yeah. Slow upius. Like, <laughs> can't pictures see Too what's weirdious. going on? Take take our time, Miss. Isn't yeah. Cedric Diggory trapped in that photo? Like, God <laughs> damn it, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, with a mo- with a moving photo, it is a little bit. Are Nargles? <laughs> is he moving? Or God, they're such frozen? bad kissers. You guys both are awful. It really Look at is you. The Look most at you. Dick kiss I've ever Look seen. at you. But it's okay. They don't know what they're doing. It's okay. They're not touching. They're not no, touching. No, that's the first kiss. No, literally no kiss contact between like their bodies yeah. other than on their for lips. you. <laughs> it's the it's it's the first kiss. I love I love this scene by the way because this is. This is a scene with Ron, with um, Rupert Grint is clearly cracking up throughout this entire scene. He barely, he barely holls it together. Right. And, that would and, be like, too. So I legitimately, mean, I, that's, that's that's like that it's is like acting. They end up they end up breaking up. Well, yeah, but he's he's going to ruin the take, and he manages to make it just to the end. Come right. on, get before, some up in this. Have you ever read notes causes, on the cinematographer? He, he is biting the crap out of his tongue. Yeah. Like the sides of it. Right every now. time, every time he starts talking, he's about to crack up, and then he finally, he finally makes her crack up at the end. And David yeah, Yates liked it. it he he liked it so much that that's the take that they used in the film because it was so natural and, right. and so real. But I love hence, the fact hence the Brisson call back yeah. just now. The what? Um, Brisson. Uh, See, he's just he's Rob- losing it completely. Rob- and yeah, that was a break. Robert that was Robert a break. Robert Brisson, the guy that directed um the. Joan of Arc movie that you should see. Uh, like, I don't know, like a hundred fucking years ago. What about know. The Messenger? That one? Um, what are we talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. Why are we talking about that? Because his thing is all about how uh, the nature of cinema should be natural more than like staged or ah, produced. Okay. And something, something Rupert Grant was laughing. And so I invoked Brisson. I'm sure that David Yates would have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, he was just laughing. I thought it was good. So, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe David Yates is is very on top of these kinds of things. Uh, apparently, at one point, um, Rowling very Rowling was planning to kill him. Rowling was planning that that Arthur Weasley would not survive this attack, and yes. she she took it back. She couldn't do it, and so so he does. Which he is makes strange, because we I mean because of the because of what's coming with Sirius, she's like I can't do it twice. <laughs> I can't handle it twice in this book. Or I don't know if well I mean I don't know if she would say she couldn't handle it twice but maybe like it 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 doesn't make sense to do it twice sure it adds nothing to do it twice it it may, it may have uh, undermined yeah, yeah. Sirius's death to have it's a, like such a one time 
Harry had a dream about someone who died at the ministry, and they died at the ministry. Yeah. And then Harry had a dream about someone dying at the ministry. So he went to the ministry. Yeah. That person died at the ministry. Yeah. I mean, I can see there's there's a reflection. He couldn't do anything, so this time he's like, I don't want it to happen again. Um, that little twitch. And and the, the look on Harry's face, I'm pretty sure it's digitally altered here a little bit to look a little more like Voldemort, like with his lower lip being oh. pulled down and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it slowly transitions back to him. But yeah, that's that's the one moment. Did, did you see that headmaster? The, the painting of the headmaster behind Dumbledore looked so offended that yeah. the student yelled at him. Yeah. Well, that's I think that's uh, Nigellus. The, the one, Nigellus. The, the Slytherin. One. Yeah. Who's always like, how dare you? You are you, impudent. Which is kind impudent. of fair. Yeah. He's always like running into his principal's office like, yo, man. Yeah. Hey, I had a bad dream. Look, are we going to kill do this something guy about or this. not? Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. I really need your help killing this guy. I do like. I do like. Uh, I like. I, I like Harry's demand that that Dumbledore look at him. I, I, I like that yeah. moment of of anger. I wish there was more of that in this film. I honestly do. And I like. I like that uh, Snape just unrolled like the torture kit and pulled out a wand. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's yeah. the same it's the same it's leather be- thing that has knives in it in every other movie. If you don't, well, exactly. If you if you don't know the the book, if you don't know the story, he's like, okay, the the Dark Lord's getting into your mind, and you think he's gonna straight lobotomize, lobotomize Harry him, yeah. right there. He's like, I'm gonna have to dig up in there and take out the piece of your brain. It's fine. We'll call Madame Pomfrey. Yeah, we'll have some brain to grow. <laughs> yeah, I I also love the fact that this is basically like, you know. There's really nothing you can do except I'm going to keep This is this is like he's a he's teaching him how to box. He's like I'm going to keep punching you in the face until you figure out how to stop me. Like that's basically that's basically what teaching him legilimency is. Yeah. So and Harry actually doesn't actually even learn it. Harry really. never learns he it. He just says, you know, when what? I did can't Harry do get it. so sweaty. Yeah. Well, he was he was sweaty the whole time. He was sweaty oh. waking up for the, from the Right dream. about Equus, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which was right around this time, as I recall. I assume. So. Oh, never mind. Mike, I only make factually accurate jokes. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, oh yeah, now they're back in Grimmauld Place. We skip over the Saint Mungo scene in the in the where book. he meets the. There's a there's a whole thing where they go to Saint Mungo's. He meets the Longbottom yeah, family. Um, he meets. They see uh, Lockhart again, and uh, wait, that was a Lilliputian. Santa, but it's still a Lilliputian. Uh, it's a toy, though. Robo oh, was. It's, yeah, it was a little uh, enchanted toy. Okay, Ro- Robo Santa. <laughs> in the next one, by in the next one, they have a little skating Frosty as well on the on a Christmas cake. I think it's the next one. When I was a little kid, I called Frosty the Snowman, Harvey No Man. <laughs> Harvey, uh, Harvey No Man. But they, uh, he must have friends. Rob is a sexy bitch. <laughs> This coming up is pretty obvious, but they have like this long table, and then there's the family like, yeah. at the other end, and then there's Harry, like yeah. without Rob, family, with Sirius, who could be. He, family, he's got Sirius in, you know, in his yeah. shots finally, yeah, exactly. so he's got something. But are are you serious? And the co- and if there you see the color scheme too, like you know, you got very like soft blue on this end, you got the and the very warm on the other area. end. Yeah. Like I said, the cinematography, the colors like work really well in this movie. <laughs> it's it's I think this probably is my favorite actually. Hey, Paulu. Yo. What's the deal with color correction in Harry Potter, and what's your deal, and why are you evangelizing it? And do you hold this up as an example of good or bad? What we're looking at right now. I think it's pretty. It's not really stunning. This is, yeah, certainly. It's effective. It's the yeah. best looking one so far. That is yeah, true. Exactly. It is the best looking one so far. It's the blue 
You just ask yeah. me nine questions at once. They're which pulling. One do you want me to yeah, do they're first? pulling the uh, the. <laughs> How do lights the, the, look the, pretty? They're vamp, doing a little vamp, orange and teal here. Vamp but. on the theory of color correction that you appreciate. All right, so um, I'm gonna need to talk about this scene a little bit, but go ahead. From from Azkaban until the last movie, how many how many years was that? Uh, that was about five, six years, six, yeah, seven six. years, about six or seven years. Um, all with these same supervising colorists through all the films, working with how many different cinematographers? Uh, let's see, three, four, five, six, and so five. Was it a different cinematographer for every movie from three until the end? Uh, it seven and eight had the same cinematographer, but from three till the end, it was different each so time. So it's yeah. four different cinematographers, four or five. It was five, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So One five. guy, long time, big team. Five different cinematographers. Okay. Which is the name of your pornography? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about it? No. Uh, okay. So the the supervising colorist from Azkaban through the end of the series mm-hmm. was Peter Doyle, um, who is also notable for having done all three Lord of the Rings films. Um, through the birth of the, like, through digital cinematography as being a thing, Chloe just sent her head straight into her arm like she was so upset that this started Go on. Um, I'm going to have to interrupt you towards the end of the scene, so, but get as far as you can. Okay, okay, I'll try to... <laughs> what okay. did he bring to this? Um, Lights. He, <clears throat> sorry. Don't wait too long. How, how, much, how much experimentation and kind of processing on color theory and working th- with directors through scenes I, I there's that's a crazy loaded question that i can't exactly okay deal with well, that was all at once okay. do you have two seconds before you do your thing yeah uh, mike go we have movies we have uh, hours to okay go. Oh, well, I mean, there's 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 no lack for peter doyle left in this okay series. yeah go ahead. um well it's not quite yet it's just i think this scene is I think the scene is incredibly effective in establishing their relationship well enough that it disappoints me that the death of Sirius to my uh, to me doesn't work because it felt the build up in the book the build up to it um I think the scene is wonderful I think at the very end um when he's leaving and they hug each other mm-hmm. you see how much Sirius cares for him and you see how much Harry needs Serious in the way that that needs a thought. They spend they spend yeah. a little more time together. So, so is there something the to be said that there's nothing the left in the scene except the words that they're saying to each other? The colors are the same. The palette is the same. The reverse angles are almost identical. All that is left is them and the relationship that you have between them. It is it is so flattened to the point where the only ripples in the pond are their relationship. I'm trying to figure out if you mean that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. That okay. is, that's all that's there. That's all that exists. There's nothing, there's no bombast, there's no color, there's no difference to be had except for how they feel about each other right now. I don't know anything about some things, but that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you, you, that, I do. There is nothing happening on the screen right now right. No, except no, 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 the relationship no. between yeah. Harry and Sirius. I understand what you're saying. It's just my brain would but never have even, But that's what like, happens in dialogue there. scenes sometimes. And that I makes total sense. Imagine how Chris Columbus would have shot that scene. <laughs> um, and then well, imagine, like they each would have been standing on a light, yeah. and then there would have been a light attached to their so earlobe. Yeah, the sort of intangible like, difference would be that they both would have had E.T. Intimate. heart lights, or Tony Stark heart lights. Yeah. Am I, am I going to have to start a thing here where I'm like challenging up a mountain to prove that Peter Doyle is doing everything Well, you're going to have to finish the no, 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 sentence no, 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 once or twice. You've proven me wrong twice today because I, I was actually thinking about it and I haven't had a good place to put it, but what I said earlier, that was totally racist. We can have a black Spider-Man. It's fine. 
<laughs> like, no, no, no. I was sitting and thinking about there it. There already like, is. You I was like, Miles Morales. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I know there is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I got to leave before you challenge my views on other things. I can't. I can't change. When do they have backpacks? I, I cannot tell you how much I love and appreciate your ability to change. Oh no, no, no! I just thought about it. I was like, oh no, that was racist. When I was yeah. like, no, he can't be black. What have I done? He can't, he can't be black because that's dumb. <laughs> like that's basically what I said. Like, no, why not just be white? It's better if he's white. I like it better if he's white. Let's Malaria thawing, bitches. Anyway, what we're yeah. doing here. We we fixed it. We fixed it. You, I helped raise three grand for. Mostly minority children today, so oh, stop! No, no, that's okay. geographically <laughs> accurate. <laughs> They're not geographic minorities. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, they we're, are. We're, we're yeah, raising money for majorities. Oh, okay. oh my god, people of color. We'll so say. anyway, okay. Why is no. Color, folks. We're having we're having no. a meltdown. No, it's not. It isn't. <laughs> no, they're just people, man. They're people. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, <laughs> Hagrid is back. Yay, Hagrid! Hagrid is back, and. Uh, and I like his beard. Did I mention I like his beard? If you happen, by the way, if you happen to be listening to this episode in the future and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, just bear in mind that right now it's two in the morning. We've been going since noon. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. remember that. And many of us have been awake since seven in the morning. Yeah, some of us Wait. have been going a little much longer. So. In three hours, it'll be 48 hours for me. All right. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay that you're Yeah, it is. I, was, I probably wasn't racist 24 hours ago. <laughs> okay. I. I I think there, I think there was a missed opportunity for a cut there where, where he's like, oh yeah, I went on, uh, I went on vacation for my health, and then it needs to cut back to his face, and he's totally messed up <laughs> when he's when he's uh, talking umbrage. Um, yeah, yeah, I do like that. But uh, the, the, it it didn't quite get that, so you don't you don't quite get that joke as as uh, cleanly as you otherwise could. This was a much longer story um, in, in the, the book, book yeah. but it's fine. It's quite frankly fun. All you need to know is that he went to the Giants because yeah. you need to uh, you need to do we? They need, just, you they need, need allies. Just, you yeah. need to justify Grop. Do we need Grop? Uh, you need Grop to get them out of the situation with Umbridge. Ultimately, um, see a lot of what I'm finding when I, when I look at honestly the question I've been asking myself more than any other one today is: Do we really need that in the books? in the movies because you can get away with more in the book in terms of what you want to do because you can write as much as you want if it's entertaining and it winds up serving a purpose later mm-hmm. then it's fine like the, there's no reason really to set the uh, the Death Eater attack at the beginning of Goblet of Fire at the Quidditch World Cup and do a whole thing as proven in the movie but because it's entertaining she can get away with it but then you get like stuff like Grop and stuff like that and the centaurs in uh, a philosopher's stone, and they there's just a lot like, of centaur ac- action here too. They set them up to just be Deus Ex Machina yeah. for problems later. Returning to to Azkaban as well, which by the way, um, in the books it could not be here because uh, Barty Crouch is assumed, and it's actually his, his mother. But um, uh, prisoners who die in Azkaban are buried outside of the prison or yeah so it is an island though. but it's much more striking than <laughs> but it's wonder i i think it's fine waves. i'm just pointing out that uh that's that's, that's, not how it is. Is. <laughs> that's not how it is in the book but i like it better i i like yeah, the big triangular nicer. i like the i like the alcatrazness of as he's not even flying through windows at this point he's flying through fucking newspapers yeah exactly <laughs> i think that the second uh eddie movies ago Eddie said there's a gun to your head who do you like keep, you have to recast who do you, you keep you have to cast one of the main trio right now three two one the second one the first one's Hermione the second one is Bellatrix oh yeah 
like wait, 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 wait. Do I get to recast with anyone I want? You have to recast the whole. You have to recast the whole movie, but you get to keep one. Oh, I only get to keep one. Yeah, the whole movie. Yes. Well, so all you're of the Bellatrix everybody, stay, who all you the characters. Years, yeah? So yeah, Bellatrix the Strange. Bellatrix, yeah. yeah. She's second. Yeah, I, I think. Wait, the whole series or just this movie? Unbe- whole series. Unbelievably, everybody. the the yeah, Bellatrix. Yeah. The woman who is later cast as Narcissa Malfoy was initially cast as Bellatrix Lestrange. That would have been terrible. And then she she couldn't do it because uh, I think she was she, she pregnant. I think, I think she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Pregnant, yeah. And so they cast Helena Bonham Carter. But it's like, how did you not go to her first? It Although, is so clearly her yeah. her her that needs to be. Her she, gets, she gets put is in Bellatrix so many Lestrange. movies where it's just like, well, clearly they wrote a part for Helena Bonham yeah. Carter because she they wanted to put her in the movie. But it's like this movie, a part was written for which she was perfect, and it yeah. Um, although we have proven that if you had to recast the whole thing and you wanted to recast Bellatrix Lestrange, Helena Bonham Carter plays a pretty good Hermione. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Turns out, oh, just yeah, keep her as Hermione. I mean, she's managed to look exactly the same for the last 20 years, so we could probably make yeah. her look 14. This is a good moment because these are the, the two potential chosen ones yes. and they're having this moment about Look at how much Dumbledore looks like Gandalf there. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. In in all those old pictures of of Dumbledore and flashbacks from like the first war, he looks a lot like Gandalf. Yeah. More so than he does in uh modern day present time. It's actually pretty astonishing how quickly these guys pick up the Patronus thing. Yeah, I was going to say it's like uh, cuz yeah. It's not that easy. Yeah, it's. I mean, of course, this is a montage, so it takes a little while. But also, they're not facing a bogger dementor. So. Yeah, they aren't facing a dementor, and they don't have as much like insane negativity in their lives. We yeah. talk a little bit about that's a Rex Seven or Nine glow on a movie that was shot on film. Sure, if you want. I really don't. Okay. <laughs> well, then no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no energy left for that argument. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, I know they wanted That's to. That's fine. I've decided to just accept everything you say. Is she wanted. She wanted to put. Uh, I'm rapidly finding out how often I'm. Uh, apparently, the the production wanted to give Luna like a bird. They're like she's she's free like a bird, and Rowling was like, no, it's a no. it's a rabbit. It's yes. a hare. They were like, well, we thought a bird. No, it's a hare. And I like how it goes away because you know what's she's happening? distracted. Patronuses yeah. are all gone. Yeah, you would think that this would be more difficult to get into to penetrate, and yeah. which which in fact it is in deathly hallows you can yeah you can they they can you can create a space that nobody else can find except you know cho led except them people in. who are who are desperate yeah cho led them that's yeah. right they didn't use well, a freaking it's a, it's, cannon. All, it's all a matter of what questions Bombardum? you ask of it that that's find true later cuz that's neville that finds out he has the knack for asking the right questions yeah uh, i i do like that it's uh it's cho I like that they reduce it to because then she's got like a point to be in this movie. Uh, um, it's not it's not her fault. I like the fact that that it's this 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 weird misunderstanding. She could have totally been like so. Uh, the there was a potion that made me say things, and they gave it to me, and that's why not because I betrayed you. Wasn't it her friend? It was her book? friend. Her yeah. friend. Yeah, her friend friend. betrayed them. Um, and they had a fight because she was still her yeah. friend. And it's like, how how could you be her friend? She she boned us. And uh, poor uh, poor Dolish, who is uh, from the Fifth Element as well. He's got Dolish and Percy and Fudge are the only people in here who don't understand what's about to happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about this too. This is so disappointing to me when I first saw this because um, in the book he like takes on like three or like four of these guys like in like a little bit of a duel. Well, no, he doesn't duel. He just not he knocks them all out. 
like really it, quickly, right? Well, what he does is he knocks them all out instantly, and then he talks to the the other guys. He was like, "Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna wake up. They're not gonna remember any of this, and you know, blah blah blah." Because Shacklebolt's on his side, yeah. obviously. And but he, they don't know that. But here, he just he actually disappears. He does what it appears to these guys that he stunts that he does, and I I like okay. it. I don't I know if I remember. Wait, wait, I thought wait, wait, he wait. like took four of them on and then like evaded. No, well, he no, he, he just he just knocks them all out instantly, yes. and then and then leaves. and then talks to the other one, and then doesn't he stun the last one? Like, sorry. We gotta do this for good measure. No, he stuns he stuns him as part of it. He was like, "I feel bad stunning him because he's on our side, but it would have looked weird if I didn't." Oh, uh, right. Harry, he talks Harry, to Harry. Harry. Yeah, I thought he stunned everyone but Kingsley, and then he and Kingsley talked. Then he was like, "No, nah, sorry." But I did. There is a line that that I wish they'd kept. Just another little line from Dumbledore where he's saying, "Oh, I have no intention to going to ask a man today. I mean, I could break out if I wanted to, but what a waste of time." <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that there's like this crazy intersection of like objectivism versus like bureaucratic socialist crazy Star Trek in what sense thing happening? Oh man, I've been up for 48 hours. I need you to like- I need you to explain what you're asking as opposed to just asking things. Okay, so the the <laughs> please the the uh the outrageous intersection of Dumbledore being powerful enough to say fuck your entire society and everything that it stands for yeah. i'm going to move in my own direction mm-hmm. and what that interface is when all of the power of the bureaucratic society decides we need to stop this person and he goes i'm powerful enough to fuck all of you <laughs> and he just kind these of are the producers away. by the way what am if, i this, nine, these nine, the 12, of 18 how yeah, many stop cussing please yeah sorry the one closest to the uh, skeleton well, grabbing it is David Heyman, who made this whole thing are, happen. Are, are, so, are no, you back, asking if it, if it's immoral that he's just? No, I'm I'm just power. talking about the fascinating like intersection of an individual's capability surpassing the entirety of a like a of an entire legal system. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I mean that's that when you're dealing with magic, you're you're dealing with that. It's like that's, that's am, actually not. I'm only in today's world. I'm only willing. No, no, that's just one of the things that I find. I'm just. I'm simply agreeing to obey by your system until I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but then, but he but he has like the ability to say I will I I will violently disagree with complete capability against the entirety of your entire social code. Yeah, it's like I looked over your social contract. I'll bear it in mind. Yeah, <laughs> but I disagree, and I will act on my own. Yeah. yeah. But think, just so you it, know, I'm going to decline well, I think the user agreement. I think it works better. It's just the counterpoint of you have Voldemort and Dumbledore, and they're both, you know, arguably equals. You you can argue either way, but and they both approach it from different directions. Dumbledore says, "No, I agree with just about everything that we stand for on principle," and Voldemort goes, "Well, no, I." I'm all out for me and tough. I'm going to do what I want to do. And so you have that balance. I think, yes, well, Dumbled- there is the ministry. I think at the end of the day, it definitely... It, but it's more the Dumbledore-Voldemort attitude on how they approach the ministry. It Dumbledore's, well, Dumbledore's whole thing, what she says in, again, The Parting of the Ways, which we didn't get, is, you know, Fudge is like, are you going to be... He's like, okay, obviously we're not going to agree because you want to do <laughs> you want to do one thing and, and we're doing another. And... Uh, He's even got the beard. We uh, and and Fudge goes. Are you working against me? And he goes. I'm working against Voldemort. As long as you're not joining up with him, we're on the same side. And and that's that's Dumbledore's thing. He's like, ultimately, we do want the same thing, but the way you're going about it is completely broken. And right. if you're not going to see reason about that, I'm going to do it the way that I see needs to get done. 
to per, to pursue ultimately the goal that we both do want, but you're not understanding how we're not going to get there. She's looking at me now because I may have. Yeah. What? what? Is, is that what you? Is that were you looking at me because of no, what was on screen? All right, never mind. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it kind of as as David Goldberg says, it kind of shows why Fudge is afraid of Dumbledore. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Gotta wonder how Fudge got elected. Combined with the fact that Dumbledore kept getting offered his job before he took it. It's like, no, I recognize that everyone likes you more and you're more powerful and smarter. Oh, that's why Fudge is... I'm holding on to this job by the skin of my teeth and I'm not going to let you take it and I'm paranoid. Fudge knows that Dumbledore is more popular and everyone would rather have him. And he's, like you say, he's paranoid and he's, he's... insecure about it but Dumbledore is totally like oh no I have no interest in that well what he what he he he, <laughs> well, he sees he Dumbledore sees power in the yeah. same way that Gandalf does he's like if I take power I am taking power and that is the worst thing you I can put in my it. hand no that's what, no, he, that's says. what he says yeah. that's what he, he says, says that if I, like he said he never would take all the hollows because he no, knew he couldn't handle yeah. it he just the way no, Harry because was. he takes he takes all the power he can get and it, it backfires on him most of the time. No, he, he he takes the position of headmaster he at Hogwarts because he feels that's more powerful. No, than it's because it's because no, it's because he doesn't want to. He wants to teach. He wants a position where he can you know influence events and and help. Um, but he doesn't want a position of power. He he learned from his experience with Grindelwald and how right. that went that he is not to be trusted with power, and that's what he says himself. But in, for the in entirety, the, the entirety of the series, he is knowingly in possession of at least one of the uh, Deathly Hollows, right? And d- does not make a move to get rid of it. But it's. And he tries to use the the uh, stone of resurrection. Well, well, exactly, and that blows up in his face, and he's like, right. "That was the dumbest thing I could have possibly done." It's, and it's very so valuable dumb. and very wise to understand that you're better suited to be like un, a powerful, impetuous goofball than somebody that can actually like affect, yeah, change. But I think he actually thinks he has more power at Hogwarts. You are you are arguing against what the character literally says himself in the books. Oh, okay, fine. Just so you know. Well, he might have said it, but he also says a lot of things that wind up not being true. No, but but in the end, after he's dead oh, and communicating is, with yeah, Harry, this, this, this is in King's Cross. This is Revelation Dumbledore. Yeah. he says about himself, yeah. believe. Yeah, the things he ultimately says when everything is over... It's like I I am finally free to tell right. the entire truth, and so and that's he, what he what says. He does. Yes, I had the the elder wand, but you know what? I was a caretaker. I I used it as just a wand. I was holding it for the next, you know, for what I knew would probably be its next eventual yeah. thing. <laughs> I like how I, I I like that this this thematically works because this is a this is a movie uh, somewhat about, about family. family. He yeah. understands, you know, when when. He says he's the only family he's got. Harry, or I'm the only family he's got. Harry goes, oh, I feel uh, that. I get it. I get that. And so, this is a great callback too, because you like kind of. Remember when I first saw it, I was like, wow, he's so much younger. Yeah. And, whoa. And it's and it's funny because you look at that and it's like, oh my god, they comp Snape into that like old <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't even planned, and I'm like so irrationally blown away by that, even though that's like the easiest thing they do in this entire movie. I'm so impressed for no good reason by that shot. Just because it's like they didn't plan it and they did it anyway. It's amazing. But even though I know, even though on a daily basis I do stuff that they're like, yeah, we weren't planning to do an effect shot, but uh, someone blew snot on this and you got to get rid of it. And it's like, okay, great, fine. Um, yeah, fix it. Yeah, but it, this really is just a pretty brutal, like, 
to to book Snape's credit, he is sensible enough to know what is about to happen can happen, and he keeps ta- he he takes this memory out of his mind and puts it in the pensive, specifically so that this cannot happen. Uh, so it can't the, it can't rebound, and and Harry will see his his own memories. Um, it's unfortunate that we lost. We lose a lot of Snape in the movies, and and it is unfortunate considering how much of this story is his. Yeah, he's so integral in it. Um, and specifically, we lose we lose the moment where Lily tries to defend him, and he lashes out and calls her a mudblood. It, it's kind of hinted at right here. I really did like this flashback in the book, mm-hmm. and I think uh, tying into what you were just saying about uh, Hagrid and family and everything like that, it really pushes. Harry's perception of his family yeah. and makes him rethink his his status with uh, Sirius yeah. and all of that. So it's a nice it's a nice counterpoint to add in. Yeah, I mean oh, he's no. oh, he no. was my insistent. dad was an awful bro. Yeah, that yeah. Flashback exactly. that flashback to James Potter. He looks like the older brother in that uh, video from like 2002 of the two kids dancing to that Crazy Fog video. <laughs> he does. He looks exactly like him. Maybe he Just, is. I don't yeah. know. No, he isn't. Because <laughs> why would he be? But because you know, because you check this shit out. Yeah. That's okay. And now. here's here's the bit that uh, I like that this is the moment that kind of drives Fred and George to. And there's, you know, it's it's all compressed together. So there's a big blow up, literally, uh, in the in the movie and in, in their defiance against Umbridge. It's a much more protracted kind of war that they wage with yeah. Umbridge in the in the yeah. books, it culminating slow and just and builds. Yeah, calling back to the first movie. This is and ends with my one film. of the bits that was brought up when we uh, when the discussion was talked about how we were missing Peeves. Mm-hmm. Um, it was brought up that the end of the Weasleys leaving and then essentially passing the torch to Peeves and give Peeves, him help. Peeves, Peeves actually. Yeah. Being, he, he takes something seriously. He takes for five it seriously, seconds. and you get a. It, it's a really nice dramatic moment, and I will admit that would be a cool moment. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth Is trying it wor- to shoehorn yeah. Peeves into the rest of the series for yeah. to have him there. For I think it. it would add two minutes to the runtime of every movie to add solid, funny Peeves content to each one. Two minutes max. And and I think there's more than two minutes of fluff in each one of these movies. Well, and we've done every other casting. Then here's the question: Who would you cast as a Peeves? Uh, he was in there, but he was cast. He was just cut. Oh, really? Initially, yeah. Wow. Let's um, see. Does it have to be? I mean, probably someone I don't know. Uh, Jimmy Carr, maybe. I, I or, would. Ac- I would actually. Um, I would. Jimmy buy Carr's that. a cool one. This. This. Uh, I. I should say the fireworks scene does not occur during the the OWLs. Um, it's. It kind of it's kind of cruel that they they do it. It kind of messes it with the other kids. Yeah. It's it, like it actually, oh, we're gonna blow it up during the SATs. It so, actually contradicts know. the book. Yeah, it that contradicts the book, doesn't it? Because in the book, don't they specifically say we're not gonna do that when people are trying to study for yeah. the exam? Yeah, they they go quiet. We're, we're not for a little while. You know, we're fighting Umbridge. We're not fighting the students. Here. Yeah. So so I mean I understand that they're compressing things together. Umbridge has been. Uh, Oh, we had a little hiccup there, but it's okay. Um, scary for a moment. I do love this sequence, and I especially love Harry's look on Umbridge when she finally becomes unhinged. And he's got this look like, yeah, you're finally getting what you need. You know, as, <laughs> not in a dirty way. That's the uh, rapiest thing yeah. I've ever yeah, heard. That came out a little wrong. But uh, it's three in the morning. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, 
or two two thirty. Yeah, Malfoy, this look where he's like, yeah, what are you gonna do now? Malfoy really does the terrified face well. It doesn't. It doesn't teach her a lesson. It what it does is it is it. It brings her down a peg in the eyes of the students. All the students are afraid they of her. This from Gandalf. And the yeah, and the uh, the Weasleys are going. You don't have to be scared of her. She, you can, you can mess with her, and she's and and uh, again, it goes on for a, a little while after they leave the school. But I like that the serious vision comes immediately after, and she is her her being unhinged is directly from this moment. It, it's a demonstration of the idea that it's like you know, at the end of the day, she's just a little lady. Who says she can tell you what to do? Yeah, and like it's pretty symbolic that like all of you know her rules fell down. Around. Yeah, right. all her rules it's were like destroyed. All it, all it took was a little bit of show and force, for, show of force, and <laughs> it all came tumbling down because it's nothing. Literally, she is there by herself. Yeah. She is the only person there who supports she, herself. She only she has, has Filch and like six people. But it's a, a, I mean, and it is it is a statement on kind of government in general. It's like she only has power because we agree she does. Yeah. If we stop agreeing that she has power, then we can take it away from her. It's like someone else. Like when we had someone who was in charge, he gave her a little bit of power. Then she was like, "No, I'm in charge of you," and fired him. And we were just like, "Well, that makes sense." I like that. I liked that uh, uh, Flitwick moment. I wish they would have also mixed in a McGonagall one because I really liked the perpetual the, hints of McGonagall just the, really mm-hmm. being passive aggressive. The moment, uh, yes, the moment I loved that I wish they'd kept, and I understand why they didn't, although they do reference it a little bit in the next one, is when Harry has his um, his career advice kind of session. Yes. And he gets that with McGonagall, and she's trying to ignore Umbridge, and they it starts off with, uh, what would you like to do? I'd like to be an Auror. Uh, well, that's very difficult, and you should th- think of other, th- you know, think of a fallback and stuff like that. They start that way, and by the end, she has gotten in this war with Umbridge, by, and she's like, Harry Potter, you will be an Auror if you want, even if you don't want it, and if it is the last thing I do. And so I, I loved that little, the escalation of that, uh, of that battle, and um, unfortunately, I, liked it we lost. I, would, I would love to. Yeah, exactly. I would love if that had actually been filmed and unfortunately had been on the cutting room floor there's, and there was yeah. just footage yeah. of that somewhere. Yeah. There's just there's just a there's actually a few cool moments in Hogwarts. I like it whenever the teachers do something that prove that they're like people instead of just background teacher yeah. figures. Uh particularly uh Flitwick and McGonagall. Flit, the way Flitwick uh in the books celebrates with uh like the 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 Twins somehow manage to turn oh, like the a swamp. whole hallway into a swamp. Yeah. yeah, and Flitwick's just like, "Nah, can't fix it. I can't fix this." <laughs> and it's like Flitwick could fix that in like ten minutes. And, and, and one like, and once she's gone, he does. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. does. But he leaves that little section. He leaves yeah, a little patch. His example like, oh, is one yard. It was one really yard. good magic. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. He's just like, yeah, I respect the magic, and also screw that lady. And then <laughs> McGonagall gets a few of those. Like, there's. I'm trying to remember what it is specifically going on when she. I think they're like oh. setting fire to Hagrid's cabin or something. Maybe, but this this moment, I remember when she slaps him. For some reason, that's really shocking. Despite the yeah. fact that a bunch of other crazy stuff has gone on, she's yes. tortured him with a pen and stuff like that. Words, yeah, but when she, yeah, I, no, but it's different. like the, but it's like yeah, the slapping itself is like yeah, she's she's breaking down the the pretense of being like no, you have to punish yourself because and she's just losing it and there. he's tied in the chair yeah. and it, it it's also her letting go of of this um facade of control she's yeah. just like yeah exactly no, i'm just gonna hit him by that's the, how much I hate exactly him. she she loses her facade of control that's the exactly what would have helped him out 
right. Veritas Serum would right, have guys, helped. I, I want to. Wow. I, I also want to point out. Uh, I just Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint is doing a lot of really great stuff just quietly in this scene. Like when Hermione bursts out, tell him where it is, Harry. Watch Ron because he's like he's putting on his meme face. He's like, I don't know what's going on right now, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, I assume she has a plan, whatever she's saying. I just realized where we are in the storyline, and I realized how quickly this came after the Weasleys leaving, and it's insta- wow, it's we, yeah, immediate. wow, we jumped a lot of story points yeah. there. There are, but I mean, Grop, Grop came after the, the Weasleys leave, right. so oh, they moved I mean, it but, earlier. But so we, that- we, left, we lost, like... The dream sequence, the whole discussion of what are we going to do? Yeah. The let's try and contact him another way. Yeah. It was just really abridged. And yeah. I think so Ron's this, like, I think, Arr. led to me being a little confused when I watched, when I saw it the first time. This is a bad lie. Well, she's making it up as she goes. Yeah, and she's not nearly as good a liar as anyone else in her group would be. Yeah. But this is just no one Dumbledore's secret weapon. But, but he, but she believes it. Umbridge at this point is she so knows, ready to latch on to anything. She understands Umbridge well enough to know that to to push the right buttons. I think. I just don't. I don't buy that. That's Umbridge's button. Dumbledore has a secret weapon. It's in the scary dark forest. Just follow me. Don't bring any of your friends. Well, you no, 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 no. From- but she spe- she specifically says, "Bring them." Bring them in the, and we'll show them how it works. And I hope they use it on you. And her paranoia is like, never mind. We'll go alone. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to bring it to Fudge yeah. and I will be, I'll be the hero. Be really happy with me. I just don't believe that she's that dumb. It is kind of a cop. It, it's, they made a villain that was too good. Couldn't figure out how to beat her and then had to make something kind of dumb. No, I uh, disagree. I think it's. I think. I, it's I think they figured out Voldemort's flaws and the way that Harry beats him makes total sense. I think Umbridge consistently shows that she's just way too smart and like, no, she's not no. smart. Understands. No. She understands smart how to manipulate people way too well no. to be manipulated. No, none oh, of not this. At all. None of what you're saying. The only I'm people sorry. that she convinces was that are racist too. Just out of no, curiosity. not because it was racist. Okay, just no, no, no. I was, was just wondering. I do. No. I, I just want to be sure. If I'm, I, I'm a little, I'm a little bothered by the the shot choice coming up here because she says something about. Uh, there's a shot about. She says pe- uh, creatures of near human intelligence, and it's like it's a close up shot on her, right here. It's a cl- shot on Hermione and and her over the shoulder, and it's like as soon as she, I don't think Hermione is playing that right. As soon as she says that, Hermione, since we're right in her face, she should be like, oh, crap, that is just so yeah. the wrong thing <laughs> I, to I've say. I've met these centaurs. Are That's not frozen? what you say to them. Yeah. Are we frozen? Paused? Uh, we are having a little bit of an issue. No, the ends. movie. The movie is... And movie so pause is the and the YouTube. Has a bit of a problem. So, um, let's... Who's got that? Oh, okay, back. we're okay. It's, we're it's back catching up. It's catching up, so... Yeah. That's it's weird. Just lagging Sorry about that. Yeah, that that is a horrific sort of spell. It's yeah. just some rope. Incarcerous, yeah. Uh, but uh, so these are the new centaurs who are kind of who are redesigned to be they said they wanted to earthly. to make it more that they're a single creature as opposed to horse up till here and then What's and then human up to here. They, it looks a lot like the one from the first movie. They're, no, they're, he was blue in the they're first. A little they're well, okay, quite colors a bit. different. Yeah. Design-wise they're a little sleeker. The join, yeah. I th- I believe in uh, no, friends and when we first saw him was much more like a right angle thing here. They're much more I think that And fuck it, it this it's might a, be it's racist a smoother too, join. But they also kind of have Neanderthal yeah, faces. That came, that came out badly. <laughs> like they got the really really high cheekbones and like like, you know what I mean? Like, I got more like a Native I like, American. I like off. bringing well, this line yeah, back. I mean, this is this isn't in the book, but they they set it up in order to to have. I must not tell lies. I'm like, okay, fine, good. Pay that off a little bit. And 
Yeah. Right. So as you're galloping through the woods, that's about as much as they care that you're the undersecretary to Yeah, whoever. exactly. Which is, you know, the the thing that she never really realizes Which, and the thing that a lot of the wizarding world has trouble understanding. Harry and and his friends are uh as as is pointed out by uh, uh Grip Hook in in The Last Deathly House, he's like, "You buried the elf and you saved my life." You're weird. What? Like no one, they don't. Wizards don't do that. Does anyone know what J.K. Rowling's personal politics are like? Because the more we talk about this, there's this very like individualistic, anti-bureaucratic vibe. Uh, yeah, happening. I think she's. I think she's certainly anti-bureaucratic. Um, like it's not a libertarian thing. <laughs> no, it's, she's. I mean, she's very. She's liberal, um, but I think she's. She's definitely very anti bureaucracy and it's, it's and very, inef- she it's very like much ineffectual aware, government yeah it's it's very much yeah. aware of the ineffectualities of a government that that's not a sentence this composition so good it was fine that is not a sentence you, you were doing okay until you bailed issues. on it yeah it's it's just like the the, the issues with red tape yeah and she's i mean she's very interested in in um, you know her her next novel after this, the casual vacancy, which is not that good, but it's exploring. It's not very good, but thematically, it's exploring kind of the same and thing it, about it, power politics. This and, also and deals like with the 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 like propaganda and the connection between the media and government. oh yeah, and and indoctrination versus mm-hmm. education and and all well, of that's that, like so. a secondary or tertiary kind of theme theme thing. And she's mm-hmm. definitely against. Well, I mean any addition from the start of the from any additional regulation from the government into hogwarts from the beginning of the series is viewed as tremendously negative generally it's because the ministry well because the ministry doesn't know what they're they're doing yeah yeah. it's it's an incompetent government ladies and gentlemen so what so what's the mirror that you don't think is necessary called uh, it doesn't have a name. It's it just doesn't a, have a, it's a just mirror. A, yeah, it's not the mirror not of Erised. The shard. It's not the, the mirror of Erised. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well. So that was a long time. What? Bef- like when he had the vision oh, yeah, yeah. of serious. He was given. Like, he was given that at I'm, Christmas. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really committed to this point that they should have included that because it would have taken very little time and it. <laughs> It has so much pathos. I think I I agree, but I don't think if, it makes a difference. If we have to pick, I think it. I think it. Does I think make, it does. I think you can add a, a lot of a lot of weight to to. J.K. Rowling wrote it so Harry's that Harry dead. forgot that he had it. Do you know what she would have wrote instead of that if he had remembered he had it? That James that Sirius had left it in his bag or something. The whole point is he tries to get a hold of Sirius and it. But the po- no, no, but no, the no, point. No. But the point is no, we're saying the point is the que- he's oh, he has you- to live with that question. He has to live with the question yeah. of if I had if I had used this could if I have if I had him? just the answer yeah. is that it's irrelevant. No, no, the answer is not that it's irrelevant. The answer is that Sirius did, chose to go there, and cho- Sirius is an adult who made his own no, decision. It's no, not. Uh, yes, okay. Harry Potter killed Sirius Kyle, Black. Kyle, we're talking about two separate levels. You're talking about within the world of the story, they're making choices this way. We're yes. talking about the person who created this story is making these choices for these characters in order to tell a particular story. I'm saying he'd struggle with that. That that feeling regardless of the mirror and i don't think it's hurt by the, the, the i think it's i think it's hurt by the the loss of of quite a few other scenes i think the the scene where he confronts dumbledore which was written um right. I, I don't know if it was ever shot um but the i i um saw a draft of the script i was i didn't have time to to read all of them but i was trying to find drafts of the script that I could uh, of the various films and that scene is there where he does the confrontation in in Dumbledore's office right. um uh, yeah I would have liked to see that one and there's uh there's actually a great line that's not in the 
uh, that that Gambin would have done great with when uh, you know he's locked. Harry tries to leave the office and Dumbledore locks the door and won't let him leave. And he's like, "Open the door." Dumbledore says, "No." And Harry's like, "Open the door." And he's pointing his wand. Dumbledore goes, "If you try to use that wand on me, Harry, I'm sorry to say you will regret it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn, that is a cold." Uh, Which is but, like the most tense. Yeah, that it gets. Yeah, but but they never they never they didn't shoot it, obviously, so or they may have shot it. A couple it, quick things. One, I'm noticing that the chromatic aberration that Teague has issues with is still being uh, used for Luma. Not uh, as extensively, but yeah, extensively. yeah, but it's there the whole series. Uh, it's magic. Secondly, I gotta say, a whole lot of prophecies. So someone's been doing some yeah. divination correctly. Now, and and also, this is uh, a com- the first in the in the series completely digital environment. We haven't talked too much oh, about okay. visual are they, effects. Are they, oh, are really? they doing the Star Wars? But are they um, standing on like blue phones? They're standing Probably. on. They're, they, they, they're doing the shipping. They waves, shot sir. some some walkway and uh, and but they're otherwise what's under their feet is real. Like directly under their feet, everything else is green screen. Um, because trying to build this would have been oh, that would have been an impossible. art department nightmare. Yeah, and but trying to reset it. and trying to reset it exactly. <laughs> so they've done. They've this is I think great work. The tracking is great. The compositing is great. Oh. I think Lucius Malfoy now that he's now that he's back is doing a wonderful job of, of playing that line. Hey, someone donate thirty three bucks real quick so we at least get to an <laughs> even round three thousand dollars. Yeah. So I got a, a quick question though. We had the whole point where he's standing there and he's actually hearing the the full prophecy. Was that in his head? Because it's a, it's definitely a shift if suddenly everyone else heard the prophecy at this point in the storyline. I believe it? it's in his head. I think it's just in his head and what, he hears which it part? himself. Say again? Uh, the prophecy when he hears the, the, the whole thing. He never does in the in the movies. He never hears the entire prophecy. Well, no, but didn't they just play or was he interrupted? Uh, I, no, yeah, he heard the first half. He heard okay. the first half of the prophecy okay. just now. He hears it in Dumbledore's memory, but we never get that scene in the in the right. movies. So, <coughs> so we know we we. I think he says part of the uh, extra part of it, or no, the the prophecy in the movie is truncated to the important parts. Which, by the way, the line "Neither can live while the other survives." I cannot parse that. I have tried and it's tried and tried. Really weird grammar. It is unparsable and makes no sense. Well, and, hey, I was well, thinking about that. It's like she, it means it's, she's trying. People. She's trying to. She's trying to do what they do in prophecies, which may, is make it kind of a riddle, but it is, you can't, it doesn't make any sense. Well, you can think about it like this, where they, they you can't live in like just yeah. a normal life or your pursuits or your goals. Like Harry, he just wants to have yeah, a family or whatever. They can't live. Voldemort wants all power, you know, they both can't reach their goals yeah. while the no, other survives. No, that yes. actually. I think that's the way I've that's what taken I see it. it. That's actually, the way I take that's it. Gram- that works grammatically, because if, well, if, if you flesh it out, neither... Neither Harry nor Voldemort can live. That's correct. Well, can can live uh, while no. the other survives. It, I'm not. I'm not questioning whether or not I can diagram it. Yeah. I'm questioning whether or not it makes any sense what it's supposed no, to mean. Because you get to the point where you start diagramming the individual words that are being used and the relationship to the other words, and it becomes is, impossible. Is the issue the word survives? The, no, the there's is, there's six different issues, and it's yeah. like such a multi pronged thing of which word you want to use and what definition yeah. of so, that word well, you want to use. It's because live is something that's happening immediately, whereas survive is like. But it's it's saying English is literally the worst language on the planet it is. to be trying yeah, to di- diagram this sentence. It really is. Yeah, the problem the problem is up. it's neither can it, it just it doesn't make sense. It's perfectly grammatical, but there are grammatical sentences that are. What is it? I think I think that her moment should have been killing thirty other people. Yeah. It should have been like bat bogeys. As a lot of as uh, people will, you know, uh, fans will point out, there is this much is more. There's much more to the Ministry battle 
than like a brain I would love the there's brain, a brain room. There's, there's the time room. I am super glad oh, the time all of that is gone. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It would have been cool to see, but it is not necessary. Unnecessary. It's I didn't think it was all that well written. Totally fine that but it wound up cut. I mean, it's important to say this was one of the greatest achievements of visual effects oh, that yeah. the. Uh, did this win? That the medium had ever known up to yeah, this point. This was tremendous. The destruction, the level of destruction and the the instancing, you know, through the uh to to out to infinity. It's they're really lucky that that's hurt. how that works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they didn't even try. They didn't even like try to save themselves. They were just like, Well, I hope this is magic. <laughs> it's in a, the Ministry of Magic, so I hope this isn't just a hole. Yeah. This is gonna suck. Holy crap. Chris Swawier, Raven, whatever. Uh, just donated a hundred dollars. Yeah, taking us handily into three thousand. Thank you. Saying great cause, and hopefully the donations will continue. If you Keep guys could up. say hi, Juniper, at some point, I'd like to have a record of what we were doing at four thirty in the morning when she was running a fever. Hi, oh, hi, Juniper. Hi, Juniper, sorry about your head. Hi, put Juniper. A, put, a, put a rag on it. Try to break the fever. Rag oh. fever. All those things. Thanks. Hi, Juniper. Hi, Jun- I, I, hi oh, Juniper. And, and Paul hi, Santa got a three fifty dollars for language and hence for language now and henceforth. Yeah, nice. <laughs> You're I, welcome. I Kyle like- Newmaster from Uncomposed through in twenty five. Hey, hey Kyle. And Eric Resch, who showed up for just for a few minutes and, and didn't even have like didn't participate in any of the conversation, just sat and listened for a second. Uh, threw in thirty bucks. So nice. thank you guys. Thank yeah, you the, all so much. The Death Eater smoke thing. Uh, it's, it's climax, everybody. Yeah, we're almost there. Um, I like I like the the way the veil. It, I don't I don't know that I like it being all ethereal and stuff. It's supposed to be just a tattered veil. It's supposed to look kind of normal, and that's what makes it creepy. Because yeah. it's like, why are they doing this? Do you like that it's a veil? Would you it's prefer Nevada cadaver? It's supposed to be a veil. Yeah, I know. Well, in you, the movie, they oh, kind of when when they kill Sirius. In, in general, do you? Do, w- Okay, your job is the, this scene happens exactly like this until all these people are in a room. How, tell me how Sirius dies if you're writing. Sirius movie. dies, isn't it? Isn't uh, it Bellatrix? Bellatrix spell through the veil. Is it it's like yeah, the same th- thing? Basically, well, basically, what happens is he's dueling with Bellatrix. Uh-huh. It's not a killing curse. She just she just hits him with a curse that surprises him, knocks him off his feet, and knocks him through the veil. Uh-huh. It's and a, going it's a doink th- that kills him. Yeah, going through yeah. the veil is what kills him. Right. And no, no. I'm just asking you how you, whether you the killing that. doink. If you've written that scene like, up to that point, do you kill him by? Do you like, like that, that, or that or better than yes. Bellatrix just murdering him? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Struck with the okay. killing doink. That's a, that's but absolutely. But I can see why what, they use a vodka because that that's established, and I think I know it's established. Yeah. But that's the problem. There's there's. I don't know. Maybe maybe I, it was because I, I think it's know. just too standard for for serious. It's because it's because it's too. For me, it was too clear. I liked clear. I liked in, yeah, I liked yeah. in the book the ambiguity of it's like wait what, what just happened? You, 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 had, just a, you had a difference to it that allowed like. Harry to have that 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 hope in the back of his head that he had to fight. Yeah. coupled with his feelings that he had made this horrible mistake, and then having to accept you know the loss as opposed to. The about and also the the abrupt I like the abruptness of it I, I mean I didn't like it it was really upsetting yeah, but that's what I like about it it just happens and as opposed to in the movie there's it's a big moment in the book you don't get a chance to say goodbye Did you it's ever, just sudden and he's gone but you and did just get the, to see Gary Oldman punch a guy which yeah, was in in the lovely. movie in the movie yeah, it slows it cool. down and you get a chance to say goodbye he he goes off and he's kind of got a smile on his face and it's fine and so, i don't i don't it, it's weird to say but i don't like the closure i don't like that it, it that it gives immediate closure to that well I think that's something that we were sort of brushing with we never actually quite got to that point in conversation with anyone from the shows but when we we're talking to the mugglenet hosts one of the things that came <laughs> up is 
talking about the sort of fragility of human life and a death in real life can often be exactly like a death like Sirius is where it's just like yeah. what they're dead are you they were right, here yeah. right now but what the hell are, just happened these but, are not the films in which to experience second sentence fat second sentence <laughs> and and there's a difference between the two death scenes between this one and between Dumbledore's because with Sirius it's so fast in the movie that it's like oh okay and then with Dumbledore's which it's on the other end of the spectrum. You get this nice like slow mo shot of him falling away. It's like yeah, slow mo shot of Sirius too. Dying. Well, yeah. it's not quite so slow though. I don't. It's, it's identical. Like, I don't think either is good. Neither of these films either, yeah. are constructed in such curves. a way that you can deal yeah. with she that says sort of death ever. the same way that you, you can. See, you in hear her say it. Word. Why are you yelling oh. at me? Stop yelling and, at me. And the green light, and he reacts like he, he see. Look, let's. I mean, motion. he reacts like he got like a titty twister. Oh whoa, that's yeah. terrible. And that's gone. Uh, purple yeah. nurple. And then, and then the reaction is slow motion. And then the reaction's reaction is well, in what slow I was motion. Get, well, what I was getting and at, and then your the reactions, you, reactions, reactions is in slow motion. This got is, it. This is fellowship what I was getting, of the ring. What I was getting yeah. at is that the way that the scenes are constructed, film grammar wise, that's literally fellowship. You, of the one of them is incredibly belabored, and the other is a little bit abrupt. Whether or not it's the actual shot of them dying, it's just the impact moment of we're not going to do anything in this movie until you've processed this death is really long on one of them and it seems really short on the other. I don't remember which one it is. Film I film is far more based on the constructions of what you're supposed to expect emotionally than the written word is overall. Like uh, that's well. What I'm getting that at was, is that I neither got scene halfway right? through that sentence and then aborted well, it. Well, neither scene no, really works for me, and I'm trying to mean. figure out which end of the spectrum we I like. More. I, I, well, it, the, the problem is that they're ba- that they're backwards. Uh, Dumbledore's is very abrupt, and Sirius's is not, and they should be How, switched. You mean right? in, in, in a in a in filmic grammar, you're way more subjected to the world that is built for you than you understand than you are in the written uh, word, actually, because I you have to understand the written word before you can understand the world that it's built upon, but in a filmic grammar, the world is just kind of presented to you, and then you're subjected I to it. I don't understand the point you're making, I'm sorry. No, it was it was more clear the first time. Yeah. I'm... I'm Digging. It's, it's okay. Really quickly, just because like okay. that that was incredible. It's just that it shows how powerful Voldemort yeah, is. Yeah, he, he just disarms like him, slaps it down from across his, the room. Yes, he with his him opposing with a slap. wand I, hand. Well, this, like, this is. You know what it reminds me of is okay, is oh, yeah, when yeah, yeah. I think well, I have a sentence. Hold on, hold on. Um, in film you feel it before you understand it, but in the written word you have to understand it before you can feel it. Fair. Okay. Okay. Yes. And now we're at. The big battle, which again, I don't like the, Why does the Bellatrix do that? connection between the two wands. I don't like that. Away. That's just yeah. a thing. Um, uh, I, I do like. I do like that the music drops out. Yeah. It's, it's just it's sound like, design. Yeah. It's like there's a buildup and you feel the music about to come and then it drops out because yeah. it's like the whole orchestra just went. Oh damn! Wait. For me, we it's can't like, even. It, stuff is for going me, down. It's like those two. Like shut up with the music. Like this is. Yeah. They. Those two are. They are not playing. Yeah, Dumbledore is not toying around. He is full blownsies, yeah. and so is Voldemort. And I love that. I love that. It's. <laughs> I, I enjoy. I enjoy just uh, you know conceptually. This is an elemental fight. You've got fire. You've got water. You've got wind, and you've got earth and, and is, sand uh, and glass. I, I want to jump back just a second to the previous big fight we had because we've kind of glossed over. We kind of accepted vaguely that yes, Voldemort can do his smoky fly thing and okay, fine, the other Death Eaters can do a smoky fly thing too. We're yeah. not okay. You know, it's different, but fine, whatever. Dumbledore's All of a sudden, the Order of the Phoenix people can do a white glowy fly yeah. thing. They only that, do that, that once. Do it's just which once. it, yeah. it yeah. seems to really just come out of nowhere. Someone was asking in the in the chat about the the, the serious last, last words being nice one, James. 
and yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that, is, that cool. is a perfect line. I love this. I love this. Well, so I love cool. the. I mean, it's it's kind of you know uh, on the nose, but it's perfect symbolism of he is literally shattering Fudge, Fudge's image, his his illusions, his ability yep. to keep this together, and that's that's what that shredding of of his image is. And this is just really clever because uh, Dumbledore is just blocking. He transfigures yeah. the glass into sand, which is very clever if you just think about wand lore. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think he's even transfiguring. He's it. Just, I think he just, just put sh- up something. Yeah. That, Wait, why is that clever? Go on. Well, because glass is sand that yeah. melted, and and he's basically just like bringing it down to yeah. its elemental hitting, level. Yeah. He's just sifting it back, or, yeah. or what he put up disintegrating wasn't a shield it so much as like a, a literal like source of power that just yeah. like destroyed it. It just disintegrated the, the glass. The I like to think it was transfiguration. Like some silica nonsense. <laughs> for a second. Well, I, I actually no, you know no, do work can't. in a shower door factory. I uh, so. I, I do. <laughs> I think no I, there, there's there's one shot in the sequence that bothers me a little bit of Voldemort. Oh, the one where he sticks his tongue down. out and goes like the one where he's like the one where it's like in in the Jurassic Park thing where all the dinosaurs say hey, hey. It was like hey. hey like he's gonna he's gonna do it in the second i know what you're oh, talking about i know exactly what you're talking about behind him on the smoky thing where he's like i i hey. don't I'll, I'll, I'll point it out when it's about to come because i remember exactly where where it comes uh they they did the kind of digital eyes on him yeah which is going going back to the point about uh serious's last words i think that's a good shorthand for a no. whole lot that we no, missed in a lot of the discussions at grimmel place and everything about how Sirius is just really lonely, and he's, yeah. he's kind of yeah. So it's a good shorthand for that, at least. That, yeah, we talked about it earlier, just for a second. But the way uh, Voldemort just slaps down that curse. Yeah. Okay. Here it comes. Ready? Next time we see Voldemort. Hey, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> it's also okay, weird. How many gifts are out there using that? I gotta. There's <laughs> a plenty. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but this is like my favorite sequence of like the whole series. Like the I think scene. this encompasses like just the whole theme. Yeah, and well, his yeah, struggle with is, it, you know. This is this is it's the, a turning what, point. It's a huge turning point for Harry. He like knows. I think this is the movie that accomplishes its theme the best. Yeah, uh, delivers on it the best. Well, what's the theme Probably. of this particular movie? Well, I well, don't know. Family it love. Well, it's about it's about it's about family and the and the people that matter to you and, and, and all and the things Harry is up. Harry is almost ready to give up when he loses Sirius and he's still like no I've got I've got other people and you don't <laughs> and, and that sucks but you can't say um, family because that's loaded it's the family that you make sure yeah, than the family. Yeah. yeah well and the whole movie too is dealing with like he feel he's dealing with the knowledge after Goblet of Fire that there's some of him in Voldemort and questioning whether there's any Voldemort in him and it ends literally with Voldemort inside of him right and and him being driving like, him out I can make that not and, and be the case this is because I don't want you in me yeah you right might, you need right. me and you I don't like the fact yes, okay I don't yeah, like the fact says. I get it I don't like this scene I, I want to I wanted it to be like in Harry's imagination or whatever, but this is clearly actually happening yeah, because everybody weird. sees like, Voldemort. Uh, kill him. So yeah, why isn't he <laughs> killing him? In the book, in fact, I I love when Voldemort shows up at the uh, at the Ministry. He uh, Harry and Bellatrix are arguing, and uh, Bellatrix is like calling out to Voldemort, and Harry goes, "He can't hear you." And Voldemort goes, "Can't I, Potter?" And it's like, "Oh crap, he's here." And Voldemort literally, he basically goes, "Okay." Every time we uh, chat for a long time, I get hosed, so I got nothing left to say to you, and tries to kill him right there. I'm like, that is awesome. I do like that this is uh, the first of the two times, I think, in the in the books, at least, Harry actually finally gets the lesson that Snape was trying to teach him about blocking him out. He realizes at the end that it's it's kind of Dumbledore's love thing, but he, he, he 
uh, approaches it as grief because it's here when he's grieving serious and in the end when he's I believe uh mourning the Weasleys, he is able to shut out Voldemort and he realizes, no, this, I'm able to block him out because this is my love slash grief for these people and he can't comprehend I think, that. I think another yeah. key to it too is um, the one of the reasons he's able to push out Voldemort is because Voldemort is reading his past and using his past against him and Harry learns to just be like, no, I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. Like this moment is what I'm in. I'm going uh, to do the best I can with this right now and not dwell on that because you can use that against me. This this Eddie needs to Eddie needs to assume a position because th- what? this is going to get Buddhist like really really really, oh. really 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 fast. The uh okay. That is not where I thought you were going. Uh, yeah. Uh I I really wish this scene were more like I mean it's very it's very quiet and very contemplative and that's a way to take it but I want the version where Harry's pissed and he's throwing oh, stuff yeah. and screaming and and uh, Dumbledore's basically and Dumbledore I, I, you I know, deserve this yeah Dumbledore has a great line he's like oh you're not even as mad at me as you ought to be man <laughs> wait until you I don't expl- even let know. me explain this and then come at me yeah. if you're gonna do it do it right and then and then that that's where you finally see you know Dumbledore kind of. Now, I remember. I remember specifically uh, I, uh, another thing that was very exciting when waiting for this book. They they uh, put out part of the chapter leading into this, and uh, at one point Dumbledore says, "All right, come with me, Harry. I'm going to tell you everything." And everyone was like, well, yeah, so like "Who who of us is not the result of confused, selfish people?" Well, that's the point. That is I, I, no, no, no. But that's the point. Uh, the, one of the points that uh, that I think we're leading into with um, book seven and why I think especially seven part one thematically is so great is that's the moment when they realize we have no idea what we're doing and the people we thought knew what they were doing had no idea what they were doing. They high, were, high humanity. Yeah, they were faking it and we have just discovered that and we and we're lost. We have no idea. Yeah, we need a plan. Nobody has a plan. This is this is the human condition. Yeah, we're You're going to have to learn. My, my it took five experience. and a half movies and probably six and a half billion dollars, but we're here. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. to why. But did you just imply? Yeah, honestly, with that scene, I was like, oh man, now everyone's gonna, everyone who hasn't read them is gonna think it's gonna be Luna. No, there was uh, honestly when it was like, okay, clearly Ron Hermione, so Luna Harry, sure, I would have been fine with that. Me too. I would have, I would have thought that was great. I think that was, in fact, the problem is this movie spends so much time establishing a relationship and a rapport between them that it almost has to be. A, uh, leading to a relationship yeah. Yeah. between Harry and Luna because it spends so much time developing oh Luna they as spend, compatible. And they spend a lot of time and they spend, setting up Ginny and Neville too. Yeah, and they spend no time with with yeah, I, any of that. So. I, I, I can't remember if it's shown in the movie, but I did love the bit in the book when they end up in... Uh, going to Luna's house and Harry goes up and looks in her room yeah, the and, friends. See, and sees the friends yeah, thing. It's, I, it's I not that, in the movie. That was, I cried just a little tiny bit. Yeah. It's not because movie, it was Luna who did it and she's kind of kooky. It was like, whoa, that's so... That hits, hits home. Oh, look at his face. I didn't even notice that before. What? Uh, Ron's face. He has a huge black eye. Oh, yeah. Never yeah, they got it. pretty beat up. Yeah, they did. Actually, the, and when there's, they, the, there's the, the verging on the Lupin outfit. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, when they channeling. when they fell down the uh, when when they fell down into the veil room, um, and they stood up. Their faces were more messed up than I think they probably should have been. I think they probably shot that before they shot the inside the 
the the you know the prophet the hall of prophecy and so they're like they're probably gonna get really beat up and they did a bunch of makeup and then they were like oh that did, they didn't actually get that beat up i don't know when they fell it happened i guess <coughs> i fell the down weasel- the stairs the, the weasleys always get really dusty when they come out of the flu powder they they fell and yeah it, it, it works no you know something I, I i feel like i'm among friends i can say this i always just thought the weasleys were kind of dusty people <laughs> And then, and then again, we've I've got said before. I don't know how religion works, but if if it worked like it does here, they'd definitely be like one of those typical Irish yeah. Catholic. There's this, and w- yes, I know that's racist, but I can do that because my family's. Irish there's Catholic. this weird. <laughs> what the hell, man? There's this weird attempt. Okay, I'm still talking about the movie. There's this weird attempt to uh, <laughs> just being racist about it. Again, to to make an uplifting ending, when it's like, no, everything is awful. Everything is on a on a slide downhill. Until until we reach the end, um, you don't have to guess that that's the way that I prefer something to end. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, um, and again, you know, a, a reflection uh, go, going back, obviously, um, you know, to five is a reflection of three. He gained Sirius, and he gained a, a promise of a future in three, and then he lost all of that yeah. in you know here in five because as a direct result of uh, the threat of Voldemort. Just seeing them all in sequence. I gotta say, not bringing it on the credit sequence. Yeah, this one they're like, yeah, but they really love parchment. These Parchment's are the people that were in our movie. So, so before we get to six, what does what does six show in relation to two? If you're going to be doing the pyramid steppy uh, well, in relation to two, we're thing. going back to the Chamber of Secrets comes the, back. We're going to Chamber of Secrets, Vanishing Cabinet. The Vanishing Cabinet comes right. back, although that do, that isn't uh, necessarily apparent in the in the movie. Uh, I mean, even small stuff like that. That's the, they haven't gone back to Nocturne Alley and Borgen and Burke since then. The Opal Necklace comes back, which was which yes. was referenced and introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horcrux has come back, which we were first introduced Damn, to. Damn, Mike, with you're the, ready to go on that answer. Tom, Tom Well, Rule's this diary. is one of the more That's obvious ones. And it, it, well, this is the one that made it obvious to me yeah. that it was doing that. This is the one and, that and, pointed and, out and the pattern. Half-Blood Prince, Half-Blood Prince made me like Chamber of Secrets better because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's actually... It's it's taking it what happened. Things. It justified Chamber of Secrets in a in a, a lot some of, of ways, the some so, yeah. of the made up bullshit and and that was just to like get to the next chapter because it was their second book. Yeah. It, then book six was like okay, I'm gonna make that make sense now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and yeah, and 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 yes. the movies don't have it, but again, the the, str- it's uh, the as, only as times someone else we see as one of the MuggleNet guys pointed out, it's three and five are the stories about Sirius, two and six are about Tom Riddle. And we, we we lose a lot of that in six in the movie. And the um, first one's about Luke, but the second one's about Obi Wan. Shit, it's like poetry; they rhyme. But, like poetry, um, they rhyme. I don't know. If cool. you need to manufacture anything for us to go up against, then I'll then I'll do it. <laughs> cool, Antoine. Where does this one sit in your sort of overall <laughs> ranking? Uh, actually, after watching again, it's probably gonna go a little bit higher uh, now. Um, yeah, I yeah. think it's a perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and like you were movie. saying earlier, the the this one has the most well-rounded theme, <laughs> in terms of like you know the family friends love is your most powerful weapon. Yeah, against uh, I don't think here. I'd ever given Yates enough credit as a filmmaker. Yes, yes. I thought he came in as sort of like a a flashier Chris Columbus, but I'm I'm seeing now no. that he's actually he's, dealing he's with tone he, and he's theme. doing a thing. He's, he's yeah. Got yeah. It. That's what I said. He David Yates is my favorite director. Collectively, I, I mean, uh, Alfonso only had one film to go off. He's but got collect- twice as many as. The next guy. Yeah, so you see more of what he does consistently, so I feel like Yates, he really pulls it off really well. Yeah, he's more than, you know, I think he kind of combined kind of like the Columbus and the Mike and with Alfonso, like with the visual and stuff like that, so he did really well. More, the most well-rounded director, I think. Of, yeah. The producer, the, the, the Matthews producers. What about the Matthews producers? Sorry? 
The Question producers mark? of the films. There's two producers that have all There's came David Hayman. Uh, David, oh. David, 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 sorry, David, 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 uh, not Matthew. Someone sorry, in David. the chat room also points out the connection of Ginny in two and six. Yeah. In that Harry well, meets Ginny in two and falls in love with her in six. There's also, uh, well, he meets her in one, but yeah, she really, well, she gets yeah. to Hogwarts and... Oh yes. Yes, but it, yeah. you know, there's also uh, there's it, also when you when you start the relationship that he's going to end up in in six. There's all, it there's, doesn't matter who it's with. There's also the aspect that there's a a book of questionable uh, you know trustworthiness that that drives the plot of of both novels as well. Should Deathly Hollows have been two books? You no, no, I think we'll it works no, fine. No, no, it works fine as a novel. Okay. Kyle, I'm, so, I'm shocked that they fit it into one <laughs> novel, to be honest. But where is uh, where's Phoenix in your sort of movie list at this point? Um, Actually, let me ask you this question instead. Has this conversation changed your opinion of Phoenix? I don't know if the conversation has. Conversation um, and viewing. Well, uh, I've... Yeah, I learned a few things in the conversation, mainly that I'm a racist piece of shit. Um, no, secondly, you're not. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but, uh, no, actually what he pointed out about the color, like, there is a lot more... The, the color of the lighting, not... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, now you're racist. Okay, keep going. <laughs> what? Just finish, just finish, just finish. No, I'm just saying, like... Lighting and color theory. The, what I'm saying is a, a lot more thought was put into it in, in even small stuff like that, but then when watching it back and talking about it, I was like, I didn't spot anything in there that they set up or hinted at or anything that they didn't pay off in some way at the end. So mm-hmm. honestly, of the ones that we've seen so far... And most, most perfect? Uh, they focused in very well. I'm going to go ahead and say, if if any of the Harry Potter movies we've seen so far is a perfect movie, that was it. Mike, agree? Disagree? Um, There's definitely a lot of good strong theme work and spine work going on in this movie. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people fixate on the fact that it was the longest book and then the shortest movie, now second shortest. Nope. But the, the longest book is it's mostly, it's mostly that, that Harry's has live nothing, journal. Like that has nothing that to out. do with... The, the problem is they're talking quantity as opposed to quality, and mm-hmm. that is the issue. And I think... Um, Zanga dot dementors. The book, the book, again works fine. Um, from from like a literary construction and a, a and, and messing with the the formula, I wind up I've wound up talking myself into liking the fact that nothing really happens because I'm like that's exactly the opposite and it's totally messing with your expectations. That's great. Um, as a movie, we don't need four hours of of everything that that doesn't happen in the the book. Um, and I think a, a lot of it can be compressed, and I think a lot of it is well compressed. As as usual, I don't like the um, death of Sirius. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the death of Sirius. That's not as usual because it's not like that happens every oh. movie. But um, but I don't like kind of the debriefing of the yeah. audience at the end. That's really that's what all of these movies. I think it was handled eff- effectively kind of get though. wrong. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It gives try you the information that you need, and I do remember it's there, in a different tone too. Yeah, there is a there was a big deal at the time discovering that Harry and Voldemort would have to essentially fight to the death, mm-hmm. um, and I, I remember there being a big thing about Harry has never killed anybody, and for Harry to kill somebody, that's even if it's Voldemort, especially as we discover in the in the next thing, you know, killing someone damages your soul yeah. and the idea that harry is going to have to do that to overcome voldemort was a big thing at the time which oh, is no, why it was harry a, we also yeah. learn in this one that to even even set, light off an unforgivable curse you have to really mean it yeah like it has to and, and that's first of all it tells us something about voldemort and belgics and people like them that can just be like oh yeah i really mean that i want to torture you yeah and it's not even a thought um and secondly which it, means moody really hated that bug yeah, yeah. <laughs> well well it was barty crouch he's literally just 
he hates everything completely insane uh, mouth looking insane um <laughs> so yeah yeah we find out several important things in this but what do, what do you think of the actual do you think there's anything they set up here that they don't pay off well mm. other than things that they're they're had they have to set up for the next films. No, no, um, no. I mean, just in this movie. No, I think it's. I think it's. Perfect. Movie. I can't think of anything. I guess by that definition, we're gonna have to go with that. Yeah, they it, they found in a, in an incredibly large volume in a book. They found the movie. They found the two hour story to to tell, and they focused on it. And there's a couple of bumps, but it's not nearly as uneven as Goblet of Fire is. Yeah, uh, comparatively, yeah. I think yeah. it's definitely much better they're they're hitting much more above par i and the, haircuts are the haircuts are definitely better um i i just part of me as someone who really likes the the, the book uh, now the book version of this i think there's a little too much compression mm-hmm. i like how they did it i think some of it was just overdone mm. and i think they just by a by a smidge they they just trimmed too much on okay. this one hey paulio how is this one in your sort of personal pantheon? Is this one that you find to be more or less interesting than others? Which one is this? This is a <laughs> Fe- this was Phoenix Order of Phoenix. Wait, wait, are we talking about Phoenix or the next this one? is the one about the race Phoenix. war? We're not getting into the next one yet. Yeah, That's in a little bit. So we're finished. We're wrapping up Phoenix. Yeah, not not on purpose. Um, Phoenix was one where I remembered the most important things that happened, but didn't remember the subtler more valuable parts but having mm. seen them this time went wow yes okay all of that i'm i'm invoking brisson and saying why these parts are important oh. i wonder um, if we've all decided that phoenix is an underrated movie it i think it is yeah, and i think it's, it is. i think it's an underrated novel too i think people don't appreciate it because a lot of the early fans came at it and were they were waiting for it for 3 years and it was not what they wanted but it was if you if you look at it from the full seven story arc, it is the one that needed to happen. If when you, it did. Yeah, you can't want the seven year justification after three years when it's still building the the groundwork for yeah. everything else that needs to happen. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. that yeah. wraps us up on Order of the Phoenix. You guys, obviously, this is not for you live stream people, but for y'all in the future, this has been what are you doing moving? You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead dot com. We have, oh god okay i'm getting no too, come on I'm, do I'm this too tired okay this has been what are you doing movie you can always find more episodes at friends in your head.com subscribe to itunes get a brand new episode every single week twitter.com slash friends in your head facebook.com slash friends in your head friends in your head at gmail.com go to the forum involve yourself with the community it's a wonderful community of people and it's growing every single day buy our shirts give us money on paypal we're not asking we're just saying holden hill sitting right to my right design and maintain the website and until next time my name is t christie name is anthony i can't say it's back my Scott. This has been what you're doing, movie. Good night. Good night. All right, we're still going to roll on the stream as as we've been saying. So we're don't, rolling on. Don't right. nobody go nowhere. And we got some good. I feel like by we the time some we really get to good. Deathly Hollows Part Two, we're going to record it. Think we did a great job. Congratulate each other. Go to sleep. Go to listen to it the next morning. It's going to be like no, you're flagging. I was here. I mean, it's a bit. Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>